Blog Talk Radio.
Thank you, Jesus. Mighty Lord, mighty God. Well, shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord Tower. Praise you, Lord. I know you've been waiting for Brother Kevin to come on. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He was not able to praise the Lord, how to everything ready for tonight. So praise the Lord. Um, stepping in. Thank you, Lord, and, and just um, going to begin to share. Praise the Lord, the word of the Lord tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. I never shine to. I never try to, to come and share. Praise you, Lord, and I have to. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It is a great privilege, great, great privilege. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I wasn't sure if I was able to able to come on live. Hallelujah. So, thank you, Jesus. I just said, well, let me let me try. Thank you, Lord, and and then praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. By the mercy of the Lord, I'm able to come on live tonight. Thank you, Lord, and I'm able to share. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Uh, praise you, God. And and so, thank you, Jesus. I want to go ahead and, and go into Genesis. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. God is so, is so awesome. Genesis 28. 28. Genesis 28 is where I'm going to share tonight. Praise you, Jesus. Before I do, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I want to go ahead and pray. I want to go ahead and pray. Lord Jesus, mighty Jesus, mighty Yeshua, mighty Jehoshua, forgive our sin. Forgive our trespasses, Lord, tonight in Jesus' name. Forgive us, Lord Jesus. I'm sorry for my sin, my disobedience, anything in my life that is not pleasing unto you. Today, tonight, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for all my sins, for all my trespasses. I take full responsibility, Lord, sincere responsibility for my sin and my disobedience. In Jesus' name, mighty Lord, mighty God, I ask you, Jesus, to use me tonight, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Give me the revelation of your word, Lord, that it will be your word, Lord, that I may speak your word tonight, Lord Jesus. And that your people will be edified through your word, will be encouraged, Lord, to seek you, to serve you, Lord Jesus, to do your will, Lord. Not our will, but thy will be done, Lord. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, name, I thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Last last Monday, last time I share, brothers and sisters, we share in Genesis 37 the dream that uh, our brother, in Christ, hallelujah, Joseph had, which was so prophetic. It was such a prophetic dream, brothers and sisters. Shalom. Praise the Lord. And, and so tonight, uh, just because we read that Jacob ended up meditating on what Joseph had said, thank you, Jesus, after Jacob in, in Genesis 37, 10, we built Joseph, praise the Lord, and hallelujah, and his brother envied him, and his father asserted the saying. In other words, his father meditated on what, what uh, Joseph has said. After he rebuked him, then he kind of uh, had a, uh, I wouldn't say a change of heart, but he kind of started meditating. Because some people are like that. They get angry first, and then they start meditating on the message, and then they'll realize, like, wait a minute, 
praise the Lord, it began God giving him these dreams, two dreams God gave Joseph. So it led to, to uh, according to the dream of Joseph, to the sun and the moon and the and 11 stars to come in, in, in reverence and bow down to him, which is what, what all creation would do to Jesus in the millennium, brothers and sisters. And we're going to continue with this dream because they are so powerful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want to make sure everything hear me fine. Everyone hear me fine tonight. Praise the Lord. If you need to refresh your internet, praise the Lord. If if, if you take your time, get a glass of milk, hot milk, warm milk. Thank you, Lord. Get a uh, hallelujah, a cup of tea. Praise the Lord. I, w- I won't tell you to get coffee, but get a cup of tea. Get something. Get comfortable. Lay down on your favorite sofa. Praise the Lord on your bed. Praise the Lord. Enjoy, enjoy the program tonight. Thank you, Lord. And before you get angry at me, like uh, Jacob rebuked Joseph, Genesis thirty-seven ten. Before you end up rebuking me, I want you to meditate on what I'm saying tonight, please. Before you do what Jacob did, praise the Lord. And Jacob, being such a man of God, he he was, so he is. Thank you, Lord. And I know you are a man of God. You are a woman of God listening to me tonight. Thank you, Lord. Even if you have to make dinner, sister, if you can turn on the, the your computer speakers on as loud as you can, praise the Lord. I've been working on, on getting the Lord's hour, hallelujah, uh, louder. That's, that's what I'm looking to do, praise the Lord. And so I'm going to do my best that you can hear me louder. Praise the Lord. I'm, gonna, I'm checking the volume right now. I'm going to try to uh, make sure that people can hear me louder. Praise the Lord. It, it's very important. Thank you, Jesus. I'm putting the volume all the way up. Thank you, Lord. You let me know if you can hear me. Thank you, Lord. I'm trying to do my best tonight. Praise the Lord to come out. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Clear. Praise the Lord. And in. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. I don't know if you can hear me louder. I just put the volume up. Thank you, Lord. Even even if I have to ch- uh, change uh, uh, the headphones, I might have to do that. I, I'm willing to do that and see where, where all this is going to lead. Thank you, Lord. I, I want to make sure everyone can hear me. Before we begin, this is this is a wonderful Bible study, brothers and sisters. And so, praise God for the glory of the Lord. Uh, I want to make sure everyone can hear me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. God is so awesome, brothers and sisters. God is so good. I'm, I'm working. Hallelujah. I've got a new set of set, uh, headphones here. Praise the Lord. And I'm willing to open them up and, and just... Thank you, Jesus. See, see where we're going to head with this. If we're going to get a, a praise the Lord, better volume. We should, we should, we should, we should. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is so awesome, brothers and sisters. We serve such a wonderful God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, yes. Joshua and Levi are playing in the background. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Um, um, praise God. 
Thank you, Jesus. I hope I can get everything going here. Thank you, Lord. You let me know if you can hear me uh, louder. I'm going to do my best to, to do so, to make it louder, brothers and sisters, even if I have to put on music. I just want to make sure uh, people can hear me from everywhere and that the people are blessed tonight. I'm about to switch the microphone. You let me know if it's louder or not. I got several microphones. Thank you, Lord, and thank you, Jesus. Let me see if I praise the Lord can get better volume with this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can you hear me much clearer now or is still the thing? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise your God. You let me know how you hear me. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Can you hear me louder now or is it just the same? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise your God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I'm still I'm still waiting for someone to give me an okay if they can hear me better. Or if it's not better. Praise you, Lord. About the same someone saying. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. What about now? Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Can you hear me better now? Praise you, Jesus. Oh, it's still the same. Thank you, Lord. Sound good, brother. Okay, sound better. Praise the Lord. I just want to make sure it sounds better before I, I go ahead and start and start the Bible study. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God is good. God is awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God for the new technology. Different microphone bring better better sound. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for sure. I'll be able to bring better sound. Hold on a second. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. What about now? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. Let's uh, let's continue. Hallelujah. Uh, we're going to begin in Genesis 28. Praise you, Lord. In Genesis 28, hallelujah, begin this way. Hallelujah. And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said unto him, Thou should not take a wife out of the daughter of Canaan. Arise, verse 2 says, Go to Peradon, Pedanaram, sorry, Pedanaram, to the house of Bethel. Thy mother, thy father, take thee a wife from hands of the daughter of Laban, thy mother brother. And God Almighty bless thee and make thee fruitful and multiply thee, that thou may be a, multi- a multiple of people, a multitude of people. Praise you, Lord. Please uh, forgive me for my reading. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. A multitude of people. He will, that He may be a multiple of people. So you you see that the how God is using His own father, the father of Jacob, and is telling him go and multiply. It is the same word of God to Adam and Eve in the garden. 
Be fruitful and multiply. To God, that is very important. A lot of people don't understand that not being fruitful and multiply is a curse. And so as a woman, if you're married, you want to have babies. You want to be fruitful. Your womb must produce because that is a sign to, from God to you of his blessing to your life. And it, and it works practically in every area of our lives, brothers and sisters. To be truthful and to multiply, it is also to reach others and bring others to the kingdom. That's also to be fruitful and multiplied. And also to share the knowledge of the Lord with other nations, with other people. That is being fruitful and multiplying. And so the order of, of Isaac to Jacob to go and be fruitful and multiply, to pick a wife unto himself, but one that will be saved. Praise the Lord. And that's still active or alive in the New Testament. We are to marry, save sister or brother. Praise the Lord. We are to marry, hallelujah, of the fellow of the same belief, says Paul. Praise the Lord. And so that, thank you, Lord, was the same to Jacob, brothers and sisters. He was he was after multiplied, praise the Lord, because that that is the order that God wants us to follow. The obedient, his blessing must be on our life. Praise the Lord. Or we must we must focus on the Lord to seek that. Many people don't, but it's very important you do. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 4. And give thee a blessing of Abraham to thee, and to thy seed with, with thee, that thou may inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. So, in other words, Isaac is telling Abraham, follow the same blessing that your grandfather Abraham had, or was up on his life. And we as a Christian, Abraham being the father of faith, should follow the same blessing, brothers and sisters, must be also up in our life. Many years ago, I, I prayed to the Lord, I cried to the Lord about this, that these blessings will be upon my own life, that I, that I will be also fruitful. And in the first 10 years of my marriage, we, we, we lost three babies. And, and in my heart was always the desire to have a baby because I understood this, this blessing of Abraham, and I wanted it to be a, in my marriage, in my life, brothers and sisters, in my family. I, I saw that from the Lord. And, and, and it's our obligation to seek from the Lord that we are blessed in every area of our life. And if our life is committed to the Lord, commitment is so important. Commitment, God have established commitment in the garden when he married Adam and Eve, brothers and sisters. God was the one that began the institution of Mary in the garden. And we are to follow the same institution. We are to be committed because behind commitment are great blessing from God. A lot of Christians, a lot of people, you hear a lot of people in comedy, on television, they say that commitment is not for them, but it's on the contrary. Commitment is of God, and it was God who established it in the garden right from the beginning. And it is a blessing upon our own life. And the devil seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. Destroy 
what God established right from the commitment from the beginning, and we have to keep an eye for that. We cannot, hallelujah, let this go by and say nothing. Verse 5. And Isaac sent away Jacob, and he went to Paradaram, and to Laban, son of Ethel, the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob, and Esau, and his mother. We see that right from the beginning, of Jacob went to Syria. As he head down to Syria from Canaan, Brothers and sisters, he immediately began to encounter problem because the problem of the Syrians has been from the beginning. When Ishmael decided to go take himself a wife from other nation, he immediately praised the Lord. He immediately began to mess with those, with, hallelujah, with the unholy, with, with the evil, he would, the people of God were not supposed to touch. Same people God told Moses and all those people that he will eradicate, he will kill, he will remove from the before them. And it's very important we understand, brothers and sisters, that we are not to play with darkness. We are not to touch the darkness. We are not to marry darkness. Darkness, hallelujah, and light has been a battle from the beginning, brothers and sisters. Light and darkness has been a battle from the beginning. Praise the Lord. But light will win. Jesus will win. And he will put an end to Satan and all his demon and principality. He will throw him in the lake of fire. That burn with fire and brimstone, brothers and sisters. That, that is going to happen this way. Praise the Lord. So God eliminated them right from the beginning with God giving his people a sign that we ought to never come together with those people. But a lot of people today take stuff for granted. And that's what their curses come upon their own life. You study the life of Jacob, and the moment he went down to the Syrian, to Syria, hallelujah, his trouble began to be greater. And there was not a day that Jacob was down to in Syria that he was not in the midst of trouble, confusion, in the midst of the attack of the enemy, brothers and sisters. The enemy been in Syria since the beginning, Syria, Libya, and Egypt. Has been trouble places in the beginning, brothers and sisters. Praise your Lord. And unless God direct you to go there, you don't go there. It's like when 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 Herod was looking to kill the baby, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And Mary and Joseph went down to Egypt to, to, to keep the life of the Lord safe. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And the same thing. Hallelujah happened to Abraham when he went down to Egypt. You see that there, there were so many things that happened, although God did it to deliver their life to save them, but there was so much trouble right after that, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. But Isaac did not went down to Egypt. Before he went down, the Lord told him, No, stay in this land. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. And I will I will bless thee and protect thee. And God did it. That means God can do it, brothers and sisters. And yes, the problem of Syria and Libya and Egypt has been from the beginning until today. You can turn on the news and hear problems out of Syria, out of Libya, and out of Egypt, brothers and sisters. All that part of the Middle East, their curse is still in the land. It's still there, brothers and sisters. And they've been troubled since the beginning. Praise you, Lord. Biblically, I'm talking about biblically. Praise you, Lord. May, your personal opinion may be different, but when you go into the Word of God, it's not different. It is there. 
And, and the word of God is true. I'm sorry for people's opinion, but I got to go by the word. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 6. So when Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Paranaram to take him a wife from hands, and as he blessed him, he gave him a, a charge saying, Thou should not take a wife out of the daughter of Canaan. Praise your Lord. They have always been Jewish people. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. They always have been Jewish people around the nation. They are Jewish people in Syria, Libya, and Egypt, and in so many other Arab countries. It don't mean it's the word of God to be there. Praise the Lord. God may lead them there for a purpose. But God always wants his people to be in their promised land. Praise the Lord. When God brought the, the first Christian to the U.S., it's because to God on earth, this was the promised land. Thank you, Lord. And God wanted them here. That's why God blesses them here. Although they were Indian here in the beginning and all that, God had to remove from them the Indian and put fear on these men. Praise the Lord. Why? Praise the Lord, because God was with them. And whenever whenever God leads you to a land, that will be your promised land. God will reveal to you what your promised land will be, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. And you might want to be in a different land, but God may say no. Follow the leading of the Spirit always. Thank you, Lord. Verse 7. Then Jacob obeyed his father and his mother and was gone to Pharaoh then. Now, why was uh, why was uh, Jacob so obedient unto praise the Lord? Why was he so obedient to his parents? Because they were God-fearing parents. And when you have God-fearing parents, you got to take their advice. you got to listen, brothers and sisters. And then what you do is you take it in prayer. Always take in prayer what someone tells you. Although it might be a Christian, it might be your own parents. Take it in prayer before the Lord always. Always check with the Lord. Very important. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, verse uh, verse 11. And he lit it up at a certain place, tarried there all night, because the sun was set, and he took the stone of the place and put them for, for his pillow and lay down on the place to, to sleep. Verse 12. And he dreamed. And behold, a ladder set up on the earth, the top it reaches to the heaven, and behold, angel, or star, if you want to say it this way, of God ascending and descending on it. Now, why was, was Jacob, after he rebuked Joseph, meditating on what Joseph has said? Because Joseph saw 11 stars, saw his brother as 11 stars, 11 angels. And and but he did not call them angel. He called them stars. But the significance of it's angel. But Jacob saw angel. He didn't see them as stars. He saw them as angel. Praise the Lord. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached the heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. We know that angels are messengers, but the ladder is a type of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. The ladder is a type of Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord, because Jesus Christ is the way to the Father. 
No one comes to the Father except through him. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. No one comes to the Father except through him. In other words, brothers and sisters, Jesus is the way. Jesus is a ladder. I, I believe some translation says a stairway. Let me, let me just check real quick. Real quick. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. I believe some others said the stairway to heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, run on this. Thank you, Lord, because we want to make sure uh, we get a clear understanding for what the Word of God says. Thank you, Jesus. The, uh, the Geneva says ladders, and I also want to confirm with the King James that also says ladder. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, it, it translated as a ladder. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm seeing, uh, and, and some said the, the the ladder is resting. Thank you, Jesus. Let me just do a few. Uh, there you go. A stairway is what the translation said. Brothers and sisters, stairway. Thank you, Jesus. So Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. Thank you, Lord. There you go. Stay away, resting on the earth. Thank you, Jesus. Let, let me go ahead, hallelujah, and continue to compare what different translations. Here is the word English Bible. He dreamed, he dreamed behold, a stairway set upon the earth, and on top reached to the heaven. Behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. Thank you, Lord. Clearly, a stairway, a ladder to heaven. Jesus being the way. This makes it clear. Praise you, Lord. As a different confirmation of the different. The, the, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Jesus being the way. Thank you, Lord. Most is ladder, but this one, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you. The message is a good Bible, too. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Pray, a stairway. It also says a stairway. He, he, thank you. He, he dreamed a stairway was set on the ground, and it reaches all the way to the sky. Angels of God were going up and going down. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. So, uh, Joseph saw stars. His brother looks like stars to him, angels. Praise the Lord. And why in the dream of, of Joseph, now I may ask, why aren't God's people, men and women, going up the ladders? Because we come to the Lord, through, through, uh, we come to the Father through the Son, brothers and sisters. That's what the Bible teaches us in the New Testament. No one comes to the Father except through the Son. So no one can come to the Father except through Jesus. So why isn't it that, that Joseph saw the millennium, hallelujah, Jacob seeing the relationship between God and humanity through Jesus Christ. So why isn't it Jacob seeing man and woman going up the ladder? Because in, when we go into prayer, we go to the Father through the Son. Jesus being the way, being our ladder. So why is that, brothers and sisters, that he doesn't see men and women going up that ladder, praise the Lord, through Jesus Christ to heaven, 
but he sees angels. Why does he only see angels? But he doesn't see men or women. Thank you. I want you to think about this. Take your time, meditate on it. Praise the Lord. Jesus says the way to the Father. But, but Jacob, praise the Lord, don't see men and women. He sees angels. And then Joseph sees his brothers and, his, his brothers and sisters as angels too. Praise you, Lord. But why is it, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, that he only sees angels going up and down? Praise the Lord. And I think this makes it very clear that the children of God are angels. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. When we, when we go to the Father in prayer, we go up and down. When we go into prayer, we go up. When we get out of prayer, we go back down. It's an up and down relationship that we have. Because when we go in prayer, we go into communion, relationship with the Lord. Praise the Lord. At one time, the Lord revealed this to his servant that uh, people were going up like lightning when they got in prayer with the Lord. And that's what I've seen also going into the throne, people's prayer going on like, like, like lightning. Thank you, Lord. And I just want people to meditate on this because this is going to open the eyes of many. Praise the Lord. And, and I'm, I'm just reading the word. And I'm telling you, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So take this in prayer now. Take it in prayer. Ask the Lord to give you more. Ask the Lord to help you understand. Because you want the Lord to confirm this to you and help you to understand that this even better. Because you will be blessed by it. Believe me, you will be blessed. You will be, when you believe a word, when you understand what that word says, thank you, Lord. You will be blessed by the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. You will be enlightened. I was telling someone on the phone, and immediately the Lord began to speak to her and, he, and give her even more. She's like, wow, what a blessing, brother. I said, this is powerful. This is powerful. He saw his brother's. Thank you, Lord. In Genesis 37, uh, Joseph, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. As the as 11 start, thank you, Lord. Here it is, uh, uh, Genesis 37, 9. And again, he dreamed another dream and told it to his brethren and said, Behold, I have had one dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the 11 stars reverence to me. Joseph being a type of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. So that, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But we can go through Jesus Christ in prayer. No one, Jesus said, that includes angels and men can only come to God through Jesus Christ. We can come to God through Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We can. We can. Anyone can who repent of their sin, who give the light to Jesus, they can come to God through Jesus Christ. When the high priest went to the Holy of Holies to make sacrifice for the sin of the people once a year, if they were not prepared to meet God, they would be killed. They had belts tied down to the, I believe it was to the waist or to the feet, I can't remember exactly where, and, and a rope 
And if the bell were denied, I mean, if the bell stopped making noise, I mean, God had killed the high priest because he was not holy. He was not prepared enough to be in the holy of holy. Praise you, Lord. But through Jesus Christ, the bell came down, and you and I can come to God now because right in the holy of holy, the high priest will meet the Father, will meet, will meet our God through Jesus Christ being the blood of the Lamb. Brothers and sisters, the blood of the lamb or the bull represented the blood of Jesus on Calvary. So when they came to God, it always been said this way. That's why, praise the Lord, that sacrifice of animal of Abel pleased God. Praise the Lord, because that's the way it always been from, since the beginning of our creation. Thank you, Lord. And so the blood of the animal representing the blood of Jesus through Jesus Christ was the only way they can come to the Father. No one can come to the Father said through me. And that that is a true word and that always been true right from the beginning. That includes angel and people and man. And God creation can only come to the Father through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. And I'll keep reading that. Verse ten he told it to his father and his brethren. And his father rebuked him. Why did his father act in anger toward Joseph, brothers and sisters? Because his father will be, which is Israel later. It is Israel rejecting God's word from the beginning. We don't want to do that. I am telling you, I, I when people disagree, when I read them the word and they disagree, I, I worry because it's what the Jewish people did. They, they did not receive the word of Jesus and was the word of the father. And when you don't receive the word of the Lord and you kind of, you reject it immediately, you're missing the blessing of God into your own life. And when they rejected the word, look at all the trouble they got themselves into, brothers and sisters. They were not rejecting, praise the Lord, but they had gone through much suffering. And I believe when people reject the word, they go through suffering. Immediately they begin to suffer. And then they God, why, God, what? But you're rejecting the word. Praise you, Lord. It's the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. And so his father rejected the word. He rejected the message from God. Remember that God said he would, he would speak to his people to dream some vision in the last day. So God is speaking through the dream of Joseph, and, and, and Jacob did not receive it. He immediately rebuked him. I rebuke you. Praise the Lord. And if you, if you look up the word rebuke, I'm going to do real quick just to give you an idea. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, is so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The definition of rebuke, praise you, Lord. I, I, thank you, Jesus. A, a definition of rebuke is expressed sharp of disapproval. You are immediately rejecting. You're disagreeing with the word, the message, and this is what I tell people. Praise, praise the Lord. Here, here's the, 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 hallelujah, the meaning of rebuking, express sharp of disapproval. You are immediately rejecting the word when you do that. And when you do that, you're leading your life to pain and suffering because that's what, that's what Israel did. He led his life to pain and suffering. He came to his own, his own received not, he received not, but then to, then to receive, he gave him the power to be the sons and daughters of God. You go to John 1, 1, 11, and you immediately notice the privilege those that receive the word has. Thank you, Jesus. It was such a blessing to them 
because they receive it. Now they are given the power. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let me, let me go ahead and read it. So, so you understand the power that you will have from God when you receive his word. When you receive his message, the blessing that God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise your God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He came to his own, his own receiver. Now, but as many as have received unto them, he gave him a, a reprogrammative to, to the, uh, what translation is that? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let me make sure. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. The power to be the son of God, even to them that believe in his name, is the, is the right word, the power. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So he didn't receive it. And Jacob was not arrogant. Jacob was humble. You you read the life of Jacob. Jacob was actually a quiet, humble person in real life. Praise the Lord. Even when his mother wanted to take the, the, the first blessing and, and, and dress up and get on all that to, to deceive his father because it belonged to Esau, he didn't want to do it. He did not want to do mother. No, I don't want to do such a thing because he was humble. He was not a person that, that wanted. No, he was humble. You see his walk. You see his life. You see how he, he, he humbled himself before Laban for 14 years for the two daughters and then six more years, 20 years, brothers and sisters. He worked for Laban as a slave. He humbled himself before Laban, never complaining. to. And Laban was always stealing from him. And deceiving and misleading, cause, but he was humble. He was a humble man. And then when his sons went and, and, and wanted to take revenge, hallelujah, because of uh, his, his, their sister being raped and they went and killed all those, all those men, he was always holding his sons back. Don't do such a thing. Don't do such an evil. He was such a humble man, Jacob. Praise the Lord. He was very, his whole life was a humble man. There's nothing in Jacob that was really, praise the Lord, he he just wanted God's blessing though. He wanted God's blessing. That was so. But he was humble. Naturally he was a humble man. Praise the Lord. But when it came to to receiving the word, he immediately rebuked Joseph. But then the word of God said that he, he was meditating on it. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He noticed that, wait a minute, maybe I acted too soon on this. Then his brother went to keep the father's sheep in Shephen. And Israel said unto Joseph, Do not, do not do thy brother to keep in Shephen, so come, and I will send thee to them. And he answered him, I am here. And he said unto him, Go now, see whether it be well with thy brother, and how the flock prosper. Bring me word again. So he sent him to, to the veil of Hebron and came to Hashem. But we know the story how the brother decided to kill, kill Joseph. Praise the Lord, and so much. That happened. But let, let me go back to Genesis 28. So in Genesis 28:12, and he dreamed, behold, a ladder, a stairway up to heaven from earth, and the top reached to the heaven. Behold, the angels of God ascending and descending upon him, makes a clear, a clear uh, message. Praise the Lord of what God had promised and said through Abraham that his ascending will be like the star of heaven, like the star, like the many angels of heaven. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. And the, the other the other word unto the like is unto. 
another word to like if you if you look up other, uh, older Bible, in other words, praise the Lord. So the word like that we read in our Bible today, from the sixty, this is the word unto, which means the same. If you look it up, praise the Lord. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Because a lot of people, uh, I I have one of those Bible. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Pray, Jesus. The same, the same, the, the same. So the word unto, praise the Lord. It is a very clear word there. I'm looking at the meaning in the dictionary. Hallelujah. And praise the Lord. Or two. Hallelujah. Unto or like to or two. Thank you, Lord. Let me see if I get a better uh, definition of the word unto. Hallelujah. Like to all the same, the same. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's a, it's a, it's a meaning of the word unto, of that old word of the word unto in that old Bible. So so when God says your, de- your descendant will be the same as the angel of heaven, the same. It will be. It will be the. the it will be heaven's angels that will be born through you. Praise the Lord. You can look it up. You can research it. But to research it better, go to the older, older, older Bible, the 1800, 1700, and compare it, and you're going to notice that it, it gives you the answer. Because I, I have two of them, and I'm reading. I have the King James from the 1600, the Geneva from the 16, 1500. And I can compare it. I think it's 1540, the one I have. Praise the Lord. And you can see, and I let some of my brothers and sisters, when they come over, I let them read the Bible, and they're like, wow. So they oh, these, these words are, are so powerful. Praise the Lord. But see, a lot of people who have the 1960 don't understand a lot of the things I'm saying because you can understand it clearly from the older Bible. But when they translate it to the new Bible, the, the, the meaning of the, of the message changes. So some people want to argue something they may not understand. Praise the Lord. But this is why I invite people, because a lot of people that bought the older Bible have gone back. I can preach in this message and say, that's a great message, Brother Elvie. That's exactly what the older Bible says. But in the newest Bible, it made no sense to compare it to this. But if you put it together and pray and ask the Lord, then the Lord will help you understand that, that that's exactly what it means. Praise the Lord. So instead of saying like the start of heaven, it will say start of heaven. A more clear uh, definition. Start of heaven will be born through you, Abraham. Is what God said. Start of heaven will be born through you. Praise the Lord. It was like the dream of Joseph. Eleven stars will come and reverence you. That was eleven angels will come and reverence you, which are your brothers. Very clear. If you go by the older Bible translation, by the newer Bible, it says like. They are word, new word that they translated in 1960 that I totally disagree with them. I do it for Bible purposes and better understand. And a lot of the message, better preach the message, I would say to the people. But they are word like that I don't agree with that word like. I prefer the word I'm to. In other words, that tells you it's the same. There's no change. But when you say like, it's like comparison. It's not like it is, you see. And that's where a lot of people get the confusion. Because, no, 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 that's what God says. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's not what God said, they tell you. 
because it says like. It doesn't say uh, it doesn't say the same. But you see, it is a translation, and the translation is where the enemy don't want the message to go out because if the message goes out as it is. Thank you, Lord. I have one of the older Bible, and I actually have it in my office. And I said, I'm going to keep it next to me in case I need to go back and read it to the people so they can see that I'm reading from the old Bible translation from the 18-1700 so they can see the difference in how much it had changed from there to now. They had it right. Who, who made it different was the, the new translator of the word because they said, let's make it clear, but it's not actually clear. It actually brings more confusion. And God is not the author of confusion. It's a devil. We know that, brothers and sisters. God is not the author of confusion. Praise the Lord. So I blame it to the translation, not to the message. The message is the same. It is just the translation that makes it harder for people who want to argue the word. And then I say to the people, then go buy an older Bible. Go back to the 1500, 1600, 1700. Get an 1800 Bible. That will help you understand the message better. So when the message is preached, then you can say, okay. Because I spent hours reading this Bible, this older Bible, and I'm like, wow, 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 as I'm reading them. Because it is such a clear message. It's an, it, it's another word, all, all the word, but it's a clear message to the message of the Lord of the Bible. Praise the Lord. But just preaching this message from the older Bible if you have it and I have it, we compare it together. You say, wow, it, 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 you're right, brother. You're right. It's, it's what it says. But in the new translation, that is lost. And that is sad. That is sad because the message is the same, brothers and sisters. It is the same. You hear Jacob having a dream. I saw an angel up and down. You hear Joseph having a dream, calling his brother the 11th king and reverencing. Very clear. Praise the Lord. Angels. Jacob says angel, Joseph says star, but when you look at the definition in the word of God, it is angel. It is the same. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So this is why I invite people, get another Bible, get another Geneva, get another King James. Go as far as you can. I have met people who had older from the 1500, 1600s. Uh, some people collect them. I, I collect them. I, I have a, a couple collections. Praise the Lord. But if I have people over my house, I would like to show it to them and let them read it. Thank you, Lord, because I am telling you the translation. The Lord told this to me. He really liked the translation, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. He really liked it. And praise the Lord. Uh, you you have to read it for yourself and say, wow. And you'll be amazed. But like it's, like it's to me, it, 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 like I don't see it 100% the same. Because a like is similar, you see, but it's not it's not similar. It's not the same. If you look up similar and the same are not the same significant, the same meaning, it changes. And that's where people get into confusion. Praise the Lord. But you know, study these things. Uh, I I was telling people that were contacting me. That's why from Monday to here, I actually wanted to take a week before I came back to the same topic again. So people will have time to study, look it up, pray about it, seek the Lord about it, give them more time, because there's a lot of information that I'm giving here. Praise the Lord. And, and I don't want people to be overwhelmed or, or not having that time to pray, because you want to pray, you want to seek the Lord, you want to hear from the Lord. Now, praise the Lord. There was a word sent to me a few minutes ago. Uh, there's a word that the Lord is giving 
I'm glad the Lord is kind of the Lord is is, is uh, confirming judgment coming soon. Uh, some people are saying the Lord is telling them that judgment is coming this year. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, and again, sisters, not what I'm saying. You go read it in the Bible and you pray about it. Uh, what I'm saying, uh, what I'm saying to you is, if I'm reading to you the word, it's what the word says. And so it's what the word says. You go, you go ahead and read it. Praise the Lord. And so the judgment, uh, changing the topic now, uh, their judgment being spoken, the Lord showed me judgment coming soon. I did not say specifically for 2016 because no one knows when these things are really going to start coming down. But judgment is ahead, brothers and sisters. Judgment is coming, and, and we need to prepare. We need to get ready and prayer, uh, full supply, uh, again, full supply, water supply, Emergency food supply, put away, prayed about these things. Praise the Lord, because the Lord has told, has said to many others to prepare for these things. And I just want to remind people that I have said this on the Lord's hour prior to this, for people to prepare, because judgment is going to come. Uh, the Lord showed me partial bankruptcy coming to this nation. So that's another thing that people need to prepare for, because judgment, is, it is going to come. Thank you, Jesus. And we, we need to be ready, brothers and sisters. We need to prepare. We need to get ready. Praise the Lord, because it is going to come. Here's a word that was just sent to me. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. God is beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. This is, this is the word that I just got. It is not so far in the future, the end of all things, as you know. For my son's millennium reign comes much sooner than anyone and imagine, did you not did you not comprehend my my children on earth that I am in control? It's what this word it says that I'm in control, and that I have set a time for the last day of salvation. This is a true my my beautiful ones, for for the day after the last day of salvation when my son, the next day come my son reign here on earth. You will do. Well, to understand what my father is telling you, I do not push back for my appointed time. Each day that passes bring you closer and closer to my end dates. Now do you understand why my God Almighty continues to call out to his creation? Everyone, for whosoever call upon the name of my son to be saved, he will set you free from going down to the pit of hell. He will give you a peace, and he understands and forgives you. Get to know my precious son, my creation. I will tell you this, that you have uh, uh, roughly four years before the end comes. Oh, yes. Praise the Lord. We are close. Praise the Lord. I, I'm careful with, with, with timing, but because this is not my word. I'm just reading this word. All my children have thought there will be seven-year tribulation period. Yes, it's what the Word of God has stated, that it will be a seven-year tribulation period. Praise the Lord. And so I would I would have to, if, if someone says any different, I would have to pray about that. Praise the Lord. My uh, beautiful creation, this is the last few hours on the earth. To, to everyone, to everyone that the end, the end of salvation is at hand. God wants, uh, uh, no one to perish. My creation, remember, I have given... No day, but I have given you an estimate maximum amount of time 
that is remaining on the earth, my seven, praise the Lord, uh, seven windies is there. And well, so all my seven will not shine away from what I have told them to write. Remember also that my word said, do not touch my anointed, because they bring you the truth directly for me, Jehovah God Almighty. I can show that much prayer will go into this message before my daughter release it. Also, my children, you also come to the Father Yahweh. Uh, through my beautiful son, Yeshua, I will confirm the explosive message that I got the Father Yahweh Elohim, eternal maker in heaven. Praise the Lord. I'm sure there's an audio or a page that go with this message. Praise the Lord. I, I'm just so careful to uh, to give dates. Praise the Lord. She mentioned four years. I don't know about that. The Lord might have to confirm that to me. And to many of you also, take it in prayer, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. Uh, not only things are waiting on stone. We have to seek the Lord, that the Lord will confirm it to us, and then we will know. Praise the Lord. If the word came from the Lord, the Lord will confirm it to us. It's one of the things when the Lord gives me a word, I tell him to confirm it to other people. He'll say yes. And usually some people will seek, will seek the Lord, and the Lord will confirm it to them. Now, Brother Kevin, prepare this audio, which I'm going to play now. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Listen to this audio and be blessed. Thank you, Lord. Shalom, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's Hour. I'm really thankful for this opportunity to be here to share the Word of God, brothers and sisters. Yes, and before we start, um, going on to share all these wonderful things that the Lord is doing, His wonderful Word, I want to open up with a word of prayer. So, brothers and sisters, I... I encourage all of you to pray with me in agreement in this moment. Father God, we humbly come before you in this day. Father, we thank you for all that you've done. Father, we thank you for cleansing and washing all of us with your blood. Father God, I pray that as I'm about to speak, that the words I would speak would not be my own, but Lord, they will be your own. Father, I pray that you would cleanse every single one of us with your blood, all those that are listening. God, I pray that you would touch them all. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, break every work of Satan in the lives of your children. Break every sinful desire in your hearts. Father, every curse and every yoke of Satan, whatever Satan is planning against your people, oh God, break and destroy it in the name of Jesus, whatever Satan is doing against your people, Father, destroying every plan of Satan against your people, I break it now. I cut it all down. I break them all and I cast them onto the pits of all right now. Father God, consume and destroy all the works of Satan against your children. Father God, right now, pour out your spirit and touch every single person. Lord, that is the listening, Father, and I pray that you speak through me to your people. Oh, Father God, I pray that you'd sanctify them. That, Lord God, you'd cleanse them all and make them holy and pure brides and pure virgins for you, O Lord. Father, I pray that in this time you'd cause your children not to fornicate or to have anything to do with this sinful world, but, Lord, to seek you and to desire you with all their heart, with all their soul, and with your entire being that will go after you, with everything that is within them, God. Let your will be done in them, O Lord, and I pray that you use them all, Father, for your glory. In Jesus' holy name, God, let your will be done in all of your people. Bless all of your children, Lord. Strengthen all of your children, Lord. Refine all of your children, Lord. Renew and restore your people, God. Let your will be done in them all, O Lord. In the name of Jesus, bless and strengthen. Refine, purify, purge, O Lord, your people. In Jesus' holy name, we pray thanksgiving. Amen. Yes, shalom, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord. I'm really thankful to be here. And brothers and sisters, in this time... I'm going to start off with, you know, with the Word of God. And the word I'm going to start off with is, is to encourage all of you to have faith. Because in this time, the Lord did put it in my heart that He wants us to be growing in faith and to focus on Him and to hold on to the race, you know. Because 
as we're living our lives, you know, there's a destination that God has for us to be at. God doesn't want us to just begin and to fail in the very end. He wants us to run this race and to succeed and to pass and to overcome whatever obstacle or whatever turmoil or trial or chaos anyone is going to be going through. And in this time, I know that there's going to be a lot of things that so many people will be going through. But just, you know, depend on the Lord. Just keep your spirit dependent on Him. Keep your heart trusting in Him. You know, don't 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 let your heart grow weak. Don't allow yourself to get discouraged because that's what Satan is planning to do. But the Bible says that no weapon formed against no weapon formed against us shall prosper, because indeed the Lord is with us. Because when that darkness tries to rise, the greater light will arise up even more and the darkness cannot overcome the light. The light has already conquered and defeated everything, and that light is Jesus Christ. And I want you all to be confident in who you are in the Lord. And, and if you don't know who you are in the Lord, you know, begin to study His Word and grow in faith and ask the Lord to reveal to you who you are. Because there is a plan and a special destiny that He has for you, and you have to make sure that you fall into that. But in this year, the Lord wants your faith to really grow in Him. He wants you to have deep, intimate faith with Him. Because we are getting closer and closer to the end, to the end of this world. You know, the world is drawing closer and closer to its end, whether we like it or not. Because what God has said, it will come to pass. Jesus will come back for His holy bride. And, you know, in the time of His coming, there's going to be, you know, wars and rumors of wars. There's going to be natural disasters. You know, everywhere. It's going to be pretty horrible everywhere. And... These things are what Jesus said would happen. And you know, great times will come. Trying and testing times will come. I mean, these are not my words. These are what Jesus said in Matthew 24. I'm going to go ahead and read Matthew 24. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And the disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said, and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Yes, brothers and sisters, in this time the Lord would, was showing us that He wants us to be careful, because many, many people will try to come, and will try to deceive, and will try to lead people astray. That is why in this time, as I was saying earlier, the Lord wants you to grow in deep faith with Him. Because so many people will try to make you, you know, go after their beliefs, or will try to make you come under them to please them, or to serve them, or to worship them. But, you know, that's against God's will, because God created you to serve Him alone. You know, the, the, you know, the number one, your number one purpose is to please God, and to give glory to God, and to do His will. And, you know, when it comes to doing God's will, it's there is just so much about... You know, doing God's will. Um, there, I mean, there's just so much that goes into it. Because as we're all created, we're all created, you know, God makes it as, as individuals, but we're all very different and very unique. And He has different plans and different callings for all of us. And, 
there are so many things that he will require of every single person. He'll require different levels or different amounts of these things, but there'll be similar things that he will require from different people. Let's see for every single person. One thing, the priority, what the Lord will want for you the, from you the most is to obey his laws and his commandments. But as you're obeying the Lord's laws and his commandments, he will lead you, um, let's say, he will lead you differently from how he might lead other people. He can let someone, let's say, go to a place, and he can let them go there um, to, you know, to minister there. Or or he can let someone, um, let's say, travel to another country, or he can let them go into a certain organization or company to go there to share his word. And he can have you do something else. He can have you, let's say, work in a church or help um let's see the children or help to cook. He could he could have you do so many so many different things because you know, he does have different plans and different wills for all of us, let's say. But what it is is there are things that he will require. There are some common things that is required of all of us and that is to obey the commandment. You know, loving the Lord your God, you know, with all your heart, your soul, your mind and your strength. That's priority. You have to make sure that you love God because as we see in the commandments, the first is, you know, loving the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and your mind and loving your neighbor as yourself. And God is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the Holy Spirit. So the Lord is teaching you that you have to love the Lord God first with all your heart, your soul and your mind and your spirit because God is the only one that can hold you. The Lord God is the only one that can keep you. He's the only one that can prevent you from stumbling or falling. Don't put your trust in yourself or in man, because we're all weak. We fade away. We sh- we see short-sightedly. There's just such l- so little that we know. There's a lot more that the Lord wants us to know, and the Lord is growing us. And in this time, He does want us to grow, but He wants us to, you know, stay close to Him and to listen to Him and to be obedient and to trust in Him. And you know, not to put our trust in man, but to put your trust in God, because that, as I just read, many will come, and they will say they're the Christ. They will come. And they will preach, you know, false doctrine. They will come and they will, you know, they'll be as wise as serpents. They'll be really good at tricking and deceiving. That's why you need to be close to the Lord so that you can hear from the Lord, so that you know what the Lord wants you to do, so that when someone else comes to you trying to trick you or trying to tell you to do something that the Lord doesn't want you to do, you're able to discern or test or know that, well, this is not what the Lord wants me to do, so I'm not going to do this. So please, personal relationship is so important right now in this time and letting it grow and letting it be deep because if you have a personal relationship with the Lord and if you realize that over time or over weeks and months or even years have passed but your personal relationship has been still very blunt, it's still very shallow, it's not deep, it hasn't even increased or grown. If you feel like there's no difference and let's say your spiritual growth um, or you haven't increased spiritually, or you haven't changed at all spiritually, if you realize that, then it means something is wrong. Because as we live our daily lives, just as your physical body grows, just as you eat and you develop your physical body, the Lord God Almighty also wants you to grow and to develop your spirit in unity with Him. He wants you to shed the old. It's almost like, um, how do I say this? It's um, Let's say, it's almost like a butterfly, let's say, or an animal that would shed its skin. What the Lord wants you to do is that, you know, um, you can't put new wine into new wine skin. Otherwise, 
I mean, sorry, you can't put new wine into old wines again. Otherwise, it's going to burst. I'm sorry, excuse me. I, I mix those words up. Yeah, what I'm trying to say is you can't put new wine into old wine skin. You have to put new wine into new wine skin. So what is teaching here is that what it is is that the Lord wants you to shed your old, your past life. He wants you to give it up and then he wants you to grow into a new because he wants to make you new because you know the Bible says all that is old, you know, old will pass away. And he's making everything new, and that's what he wants to do. Just as uh, a butterfly, you know, would be a caterpillar and would become a, you know, um, and, you know, would become a pupa and then would shed its, um, let's say, its pupa skin or covering or, or, or shielding and would become a butterfly, something new and beautiful. That's what the Lord wants. The Lord wants you to shed the things that are old. Because he does require of every every one of his children to to grow and to get closer to him. Because as he teaches in his word, you have been given, let's say, talents or gifts or certain abilities or capabilities. There is something that God has given to you that he wants you to invest in in this world. He wants you to use it in this world to bring glory to him. You know, there's you are important to him and there's something special that he has put in you that you need to that he you need to, that he put you in this world with that he wants you to come into this world but you need to use he put you in this earth this world but you need to use that part of you that God has given you to let his will be done because you are a part of a puzzle and you're like a part you have a special mission it's like everyone has you know different kinds of missions and all the missions work together you know, to, for the greater good, to bring that great glory to God. And you do have to fulfill that mission that the Lord has for you, that specific plan or that specific purpose. And it's beautiful and wonderful. And, you know, God has given, and, you know, he's prepared everything for you so that you can do that because it's his will for you and God will fight for you to make sure that his will is done for you. But you have to make sure that you go through that. You have to, you know, keep fighting and let the Lord know that you are willing that you are willing, you know, to 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 humble yourself before him and to seek him and to follow in his steps and to do whatever he requests of you because you know, you know the Lord the Bible teaches that, that the plans the Lord has for us are good and you know he the Lord means well for us. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to be in good health. He wants us to live a good life. And you know, he wants us to prosper spiritually, you know, and and physically too. He wants us to prosper in good, good health even as our soul prospers. And the Lord is with you, and you know He is willing to make sure that you succeed, because you know the Lord is a good God. You know He created you, and you know He died on the cross for you, and He's willing to fight and to go so far to make sure that you know His will for your life is done. But in the end, you still have your free will to choose. You know God wants you to shed the things of old, the things of the past, you know the things that are sinful, you know the things that are in this flesh that is dying and passing away gradually. You know, that is corruptible. The Lord wants you to shed that. He wants you to, you know, shed that like a butterfly. He wants you to, you know, shed that and just come out and be that beautiful child that he has called you to be. He wants you to, you know, to, to you know, to, to rise up in his new life just like Jesus. You know, he died and, you know, he, you know, he resurrected again. He overcame death. He was crucified on the cross, but, you know, death could not hold him down. He broke free. 
and you know he she was showing us that that's the life you want us to live he has made us overcomers and he overcame death and you know that same power that is in him that authority that is that is in him that he has he granted that same authority to all of us you know that will that are believe to as many that believe you know he gave them powers to become you know sons and daughters and he will give you the power and the authority if you accept him into your heart and if you trust him because you know, just as the Father God has granted him power, he will also grant his power, as is spoken of in the book of Revelations, for those that overcome. You know, he, but he wants you to overcome. He doesn't want you to be weak because, you know, his power is in you and it's with you. And it's, there's so much power available that we can't even see because God himself, you know, he's in this earth. He's the Holy Spirit. And, you know, God has sent himself in the form of the Holy Spirit to come here and to be with us. So Jesus, he's here. He's everywhere. He's, you know, as as you breathe, you know, you're, it's like the presence of God is just everywhere. It's, you know, it's there. It's in the air. The Holy Spirit, he's in the air. He's in every space. There's nowhere where the Holy Spirit is not. And there's no power that can overcome the power of the Holy Spirit because the power of the Holy Spirit is Jesus Christ. And the Lord wants you to know that that power is available to break every chain and to break every yoke and to destroy every work of Satan that is trying to hold you down. Whatever addiction, whatever sin, Whatever stronghold that is trying to, or principality, or power of Satan that may be trying to bring you down, Jesus has available power to break it all down and to destroy it. But you have to let him in and speak. You know, and because, you know, when you speak, you exercise the power of God. When you speak in faith. Because, you know, the, the Bible teaches that, you know, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And the Lord wants you to be righteous too. Because when you, it's like he wants you to wear his righteousness. When you do what the Lord wants you to do, the spirit of God's righteousness, you know, the Holy Spirit is the spirit that is righteous. When you obey the Lord, when you trust in the Lord, when you forsake yourself or you forsake the world, you know, the righteous spirit of God will come and dwell in you. You know, the righteousness of God you will come into you because Jesus is the righteousness of God. And when you obey Jesus' commands, okay, he will come, when you open up your heart, Jesus will come and dwell in you. And when he comes in you, his righteousness will come into you. And when his righteousness comes into you, the Bible teaches that when you pray, it avails a lot. A lot is done. Your prayers are powerful. And Satan is terrified of that. So, look, brothers and sisters, when you, as you worship the Lord, do all you can to refrain, run away from being hypocrites because it's just a waste of time. Because Jesus says that those are lukewarm. It's like you're being a hypocrite. You'll be spat out. Okay, there's no point to being a hypocrite. Because then, if you're a hypocrite, then you might as well not be a Christian at all. Because you're going to end up where non-Christians end, end, end up. So be a true Christian. You need to know the truth. And you need to, you know, live the truthful, you know, you need to live a truthful life before the Lord. Because on that day, when the Lord is coming, and He is judging... You know, I mean, when that day comes, you know, before, you know, the white throne, you know, when, you know, those that are, you know, with those that are there with all of us that, you know, when that time comes and we're there before the Lord, the Lord will judge with his word. And his word, it's a double-edged sword and it cuts, it's clearly, look, the word of God will clearly cut and will separate lie and truth, sin and righteousness, you know, darkness and light. So there's no point in, some people like to, you know, some people like for you to tell them what makes them happy and you know they like for you to you know to um 
maybe, you know, just get, tell them something sweet. But as Christians, we have to learn to always tell them the truth no matter what. We have to make sure that we tell the truth no matter what. In love, even though it does hurt, sometimes you do have to tell them the truth in love. Because an open rebuke is better than hidden love. You have to tell them the truth. Because then if they do get to hell, then because then just one little lie or just because you might be trying to, let's say, make someone happy could cause the person to commit a fatal sin and they could end up in hell. So please do all you can to make sure that you focus on God and, and you know, please God. And But then you, you do all you can to show love to your brothers and sisters. But you do have to tell them the truth. But tell them the truth in love. But there's a way you have to tell them. Don't just go off, you know, saying it in a certain way that will make it hard for them to receive. Say it in a way that you know the Holy Spirit will lead you to. You have to use, you know, wisdom in everything that you do. You have to let the Lord lead you because there's a way the Lord does want things to be done. There's a way the Lord does things. And the Lord wants everything to be done in His way so that His Holy Spirit can work as He wants to work. So, brothers and sisters, show love. I encourage all of you to show love, but also Always do all you can to be truthful. Being truthful and being honest is very, very important. And it will get you to heaven. when you're tr- Because the Bible says, No liar shall inherit the kingdom of God. So if you're lying, you just canceled yourself off of the checklist of those that are entering the kingdom of God. So stay away from, from, from being a liar and from falsely accusing. Stay away from all that. Because God sees and, th- and all that you do is recorded. You know, and it's the Lord knows all all that, and you need to repent of that, so that God can make everything new in you, so that you can be accepted, you know, in the kingdom of heaven, because sin will keep you away. Because look, God is the one that sets the standards. So please, don't just make up your own standards in your in your mind and believe. Well, this is what I want. This is what I think. So I'll believe in this, and then I'll do this, and then this is will get me to heaven. No. Don't do that. We don't go to heaven based off of what we think. But God is the one that will open the gate and let us into his into his kingdom. He will bring you in. He will say, yes, you can come in. Or he'll say, no, I don't know, you can't come in. So please, brothers and sisters, do all you can to make sure that you don't create your, that you don't create your own doctrine in your mind. Because a lot of people do that. They create, you know, they, they, they make their they make up things in their own mind and then they believe in that and then they think it's true and sometimes it's not even biblical or it's not even Holy Spirit led but then they believe it so please stop doing that you have to repent of that make sure that everything you do is spirit led because then the only way that you can have eternal life is through the spirit because the spirit is the only one the Holy Spirit is the only one that gives eternal life and if you're doing something against the Holy Spirit you're not getting you know you're not receiving his eternal life you have to repent and completely surrender. When God wants you to surrender, He means completely. And you have to keep shedding off the things of old, the things of the past, the things that you do that you know that are not of the Lord. You have to keep shedding them out. And then that way, the Lord will help you bring out of you the new you. You know, that butterfly that, 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 you know, that the Lord wants to bring out of you. The Lord wants you to come out and to be beautiful and, you know, to reflect His light everywhere. But I was just using the, um, for those of you that just um, started li- to listen, I was using the analogy of, let's say, um, let's say um, an animal, like a butterfly, you know. 
the Lord wants you to shed off. You know, they're once a caterpillar and then they become a pupa and then they become a butterfly. You know, once, you know, it's like as you're growing, you're like a baby Christian. But then there will be points where the Lord will begin to show you and he will reveal to you the things that are in you or the things that you, you do that are wrong or that are not of him. And he will want you to let those things go because if you don't let those things go, you cannot grow. Because if a butterfly doesn't come out of the pupa case or that casing as it is as in, as in letting the pupa, it can't become a butterfly. You need to come out of that. And a lot of people are stuck in that point. It's like they're not growing spiritually because they've not shed, they've not let the things of old go. They've not let their sinful you know, lifestyle go. And because of that, they can't be renewed yet because they're not allowing God to renew them because they're holding on to you know, their sinful old past or something else that the Lord doesn't want them to hold on to. They're holding on to it. And how can you expect the Lord to renew you if you're doing such a thing? Because the Lord is a God that will, you know, that will restore you and change you based off your free will because he's a God of free will that truly loves us. And he wants us to do everything based off of our free will. You know, you know, he, he loves us and he will do everything to you based off of your free will. And he won't force you to get saved or he won't force you to believe. He will show you and give you the options to choose whether you want to get saved or not to get saved. But in the end, it is your choice and you will be judged or rewarded for whatever decision you make. So make that decision now. Your life is so special to God, and as you're living your life, the Lord expects you. There's main things that He will expect you. He will expect you to love Him and to trust in Him with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, and you know to put Him first above above yourself, above everyone else. To serve Him, serving means you're putting it's like to worship Him. You put yourself um, second, or you put yourself not first and then you put him first and then you look up to him and do everything he tells you to because he loves you more than you love yourself and he knows the best for you even better than you do he knows how to make you you know who you want to be because he made you because he breathed you know it's like he made you in his image so everything you are he knows inside out even more than you do and his power is so great, and it's able to do abundantly beyond what you could ever ask for. So trust in the Lord. He will protect, and he will deliver, he will heal, and he will restore. It doesn't matter how hard things are. Right now, the Lord does want you to have faith. He wants everyone to have faith, because what you're going through, it's not just you. It's like happening to many, many other people. And the Lord is helping some of them overcome. Some people have even been through things that were harder than what you've been through. Like Jesus or even the apostles, some of them were were just went were went through such horrendous circumstances. But the Lord helped them through without forsaking their faith. So you you don't have it, an excuse. Don't forsake your faith because then you will regret it. It will be the worst mistake you've ever made. Don't ever forsake Jesus because you will regret it. Even though things are hard, just know that it doesn't matter how hard things are, because whatever you're going through now, if you if 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 you give the Lord up, then it's about to get even worse. Because if you give the Lord up, then oh wow, you're going to go through such a pain and torment that you won't be able to even even imagine. And you know, that's the truth. And I'm not trying to tell you this to be afraid, but I'm trying to tell you this so that you get saved, so that you don't go to hell, so that you don't give up on the Lord. And it's the truth. Because if you're, go if, if you're going through a trial or circumstance, 
and you think that what you're going through right now, it's so hard that you want to probably maybe take another turn or give up on the Lord or go or 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 to get things easier by going to another place to find help or maybe going into the world or going into or going to Satan or going to the devil or a friend or a place you know you shouldn't go. Or let's say you're you're going to give up. Or you're or maybe taking or or maybe even the future, let's say taking the mark of the beast. Whatever it is that will come before you, that will make you feel like, you know, let's say it's going to be easier to give the Lord up. I'm telling you that is a lie because you know, the Bible says that, you know, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So whenever you're struggling for the Lord, just know that it's easy and light because compared to the other side, it is way worse. Because when you do give up on the Lord, the other side that is waiting for you is so much more worse than what you just went through. Because whatever you're going through will be just for a while. And remember that, you know, if you're in Christ, although maybe they can, the Lord can allow them to harm your flesh, no one is allowed to touch your soul. No one, absolutely no one. No one, not in heaven or on earth, can touch your soul apart from the Lord. Because if you're with Him, then who can touch you? Because if God is for He can be against you. So if you're going through something, please, fight. Fight, fight through till the very end. Don't give in to temptation. Because if you do, then the place that is waiting for you, it is unimaginably, like over a hundred times worse. It's filled with flaming fire with with worms, a fire that will never die. It's filled with tormenting demons and evil spirits. It's such a horrible place and you don't want to go there. So please, don't give up on the Lord. And again, I'm not preaching fear. I'm just telling you what you know what the Lord you know what the Lord says in his word, what the Bible says, you know, for those, you know, that you know that you know, don't have anything to do with the Lord. They'll find themselves in that place, you know, with fire and brimstone and hell. So please, don't reject the Lord. And I'm telling you this truth in love because I really don't want anyone to go to hell. Because a lot of people don't won't like to talk about it because then, well, they're worried about how people are going to feel. But you do have to let them know the truth. Otherwise, otherwise your blood will be on your hands because you have to let them know the truth in love because hell is real. And Jesus is coming soon. And even before he comes, a lot of people will, you know, will will not, let's say when he comes, a lot of people will still not be alive. Because some people, because, you know, every single day, I know it's sad, but every single day as we live, you know, I mean, we never know. But we hear people passing away here and there. And people pass away and we ask ourselves, where did they go? Well, some of them might go to heaven, but we also do know that. From some of them in their lives, some of them might, you know, might not be, in, you know, might not be in heaven. They might be in the other side. That is why, with every opportunity that you have, use it to share the light and the life of God with someone. Help someone to get saved. Especially for those that that have the opportunity to be able to work in, let's say, hospitals. Do your best you can, because I mean that's one place where, let's say, a lot of old people come and pass away sometimes. So if if you work in such a place, do your best you can to share the word with as many as you can because you have no idea what an impact you'll be making in some people's lives. Some of them might not understand, but when they pass away and they pass on to heaven, they will be so thankful. They will, be, they will really appreciate it. So brothers and sisters, be wise, be wise, be wise. Be wise in this time. Don't waste your time. But know that you are special and 
you know, work hard to give glory to God. Work hard to let the will of God be, be you know, to be fulfilled in your life. Because as you live, your priority to, is to make sure that God is pleased with you every day and that you're where God wants you to be and you're doing what God wants you to do. And God's will is being done in your life according to his plan and his purpose because that is what you're created for. So you have to make sure that that is always going on. And as I said, it's different for everyone. For someone, God's will for them might for them to be I don't, in a hospital, maybe helping people get saved there in a hospital. Or for them, someone, God could let them be, let's say, in a certain organization, as I said earlier. But there are a few things that he'll require of every single person. Because every person does have different gifts and different talents. For some people, the Lord could make them Christian musicians. The Lord could make them Christian art, artists. Or he could let them work in different areas that he has planned for them. But one thing that he will require from every single person is is that they obey his commandments and that they have a personal relationship with them. And then they love the Lord first, you know, they have that perfect relationship with the Lord because the Bible teaches that, you know, get the you know, the log out of your eye before you get the twig out of someone else's eye. That if you're you know, how can a blind person lead another blind person? If you're not right with the Lord, get right with the Lord before you try to help someone get right with the Lord because if you don't know if you don't even know what getting right with the Lord means, then how will you be able to help someone get saved? So you need to change your lifestyle and you know to be clean and to be pure so that people will see, you know, the good things that God is doing in you and through you so that they'll you know, they'll praise the Lord and, and they'll even cause them to run towards the Lord because they can clearly see as a testimony, like they witness what God is doing in you. But the Lord does want to use every single one of his you know, every single one of his creation for his glory because he creates us to glorify him and to praise him. You know, he makes us for his glory. And those that are, you know, not willing to glorify the Lord will find themselves in deep trouble. So please, you know, humble yourselves and be in God's will. Um, you have to make sure that you're always, you know, humble, seeking the Lord. And, you know, you pray that... Whatever will he has for you, he lets it be fulfilled. And you pray that he gives you gifts and, and, you know, more giftings and more talents and more abilities to be able to do what he wants you to do. Because the Lord will have plans and purposes for you. And the Lord has his, his will and his plan and his purpose. And what it is, is he has put in you what you need so that you can do you know, what he wants you to do. But then there will be certain points in life where you will find out that you will need certain things and the Lord will want you to just ask. Let's say sometimes you can make mistakes and sometimes um, Satan could come in, you know, he tries to come in to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And sometimes he might have stolen a few things that the Lord might have wanted to give you. But you do have to make sure that you just, you know, keep the enemy at bay constantly. That's why you, the Lord wants us to constantly be in spiritual warfare because, you know, the enemy, he's always going around, and he wants you to always be in warfare. Because the enemy, he's always attacking regardless. Whether you like it or not, he is attacking. But the difference is whether the attacks reach you or they don't. Whether they're able to penetrate your shield of defense or not. And a stronger shield of defense, defense it, 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 like it reflects in that Christian's heart and soul and their personal relationship with God. If her personal relationship with God is very deep, you will get so close because as you seek the Lord, you get closer to Him. It's like your spirit will get so close to Him and His glory will 
will hit you. It's like you get a greater reflection of the Lord, and the glory of the Lord rises up in you. And and as people see you, they will see the Lord in you. And when that happens, you will see that your the protection that the Lord has over you, His grace, will rise up and will increase in you. And you will see more prosperities in so many different areas. And Satan will back off more. He will try to come in, but he realize he won't be able to penetrate. Because the Lord will have his hand over you. But also keep your eyes open for any time of trial and testing that you might go through. Or anything that the Lord will, will, will try to teach you in any way. Keep your eyes open. and and Because so sometimes... You'll know that he's he's actually teaching you something through, let's say, a circumstance, or let's say a trying circumstance. And when you're going through that, don't give up. Fight till the very end, and the Lord will help you overcome. Because greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. And it doesn't matter what tries to come against you from anywhere; it has already been overcome if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because He is with you, and He will never fail you. And you know, those that wait upon Him shall renew their strength. And they shall, you know, mount up with wings as the eagle, and they shall run and not be weary, because the Lord will give you, uncon like it's like unconditional everlasting, like unconditional everlasting strength. It's like it's like this strength that will just keep coming. I mean, and I have experienced it before, and it's like real physical strength. It's like it's like strength you get from like let's say eating or something. I don't know, because I have experienced this. As there would be times I'd be praying, I'd be seeking the Lord, and I'd be praying for a while, and. I would get, let's say, um, weaker because sometimes I'd pray for a while and I'd get less exhausted because then uh, sometimes it would take a lot out of me because I'd be praying for quite a while. And then I would say just the word of God. like I would, The Lord would lead me to say scriptures like because I'd be praying and it was amazing because Jesus was just right next to me and I'd be praying because I'd be praying and he would come right next to me and I knew he was there with me praying and he would be encouraging me and he would be letting me know that he was, you know, he was happy because, you know, as you get deeper and deeper, the Lord, you get closer to him and he manifests himself to you in ways and you will know it's him. Like the closer you get to the Lord, you begin to know how real he really is. He was going to reveal himself to you. You're going to see him. He's going to show himself to you and he's going to speak to you so clear. And I'm, and and it's very easier for me from what I've experienced. It's easier to experience the presence of the Lord when you allow him to clear your heart and to make you holy and clean and when there's you know you get rid of as much sin as possible and you just stay out of this world you just have nothing to do with this world you don't you know you just focus on him and seek him so deeply for everything when you do that it's like you just begin to know his will so much more clearly you begin to hear him so much more clearly and you begin to you know see and experience such amazing things so clearly it's like when you just give up on this world and just give just throw all the distractions of this world away and you just have nothing to do with this you know this sinful world and then you just go into a fast and then you know you, you just fast it's like you 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 do what he leads you to you you fast off of you know the worldly things that the lord wants you to reject and then you you stay obedient to him and then you just, you know, seek him. He will appear and manifest himself to you in such amazing, brilliant ways. And, you know, he really loves us. The Lord really loves us. And he cares about every one of us so much. And he is so real. For those of you that probably might be struggling with doubt, I'm telling you, the Lord is so real and never take your eyes off of him. And you're all so special to him. And he wants to use you for special, specific 
plan and purpose and what he's created you to use you for is like there is no one else that has been made like you because you are specific you know part of or image of the lord that no one else is like and there's a mission that only has been given to you your part that like no one else is like he's made you unique like that and he wants you you know to be thankful for whatever you have whatever you you you, you know you find yourself in or whatever you you find that you find out that you have or don't have the lord does want you to be thankful he wants you to be thankful for everything he gives you and everything that he doesn't give you um he wants you to be thankful but to also use it all for his glory use it, everything that the lord gives you for his glory the lord will want you to trust in him at all times you know as as an individual the lord will want you to have faith in him at all times and to also pray for faith. If you're lacking in faith, pray. Because, you know, um, if, if if we need anything, we just have to ask our Lord. And He is so kind and so loving. And He has so much more that He will give. He will give to anyone that asks. You just believe and ask in the name of Jesus and you will receive. That's just it. But you have to wait. But you also have to keep asking. Because sometimes He will give you on His timing. Because, you know, His timing is the best. So He will give you you know, on his timing and the way he wants to give you. So you you do have to ask and you have to wait on him, but you have to keep asking sometimes. Sometimes you, you ask once, but I encourage all of you, when you want something from the Lord, don't ask once. That's one thing that the Lord has taught me. Don't ask just once. Ask and be consistent in whatever thing it is you want from the Lord. Or as you're seeking the Lord, be consistent in everything. Don't just do it for once and then just let it go. But just make sure that you're patient and you're not anxious. You know, the Bible teaches don't be anxious for nothing, but we know with 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 a petition of prayer and thanksgiving, present you know, um, present your request you know before the Lord. But don't be anxious. Just wait on Him. But you know, constantly, diligently seek Him day after day. You know, hour after hour. Just knock on you know the the heart of the Lord and just seek Him. You know, the Lord loves it when His children just run to Him and just you know just push 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 to the lord they just go after him the lord loves it you know because you know he loves your attention the lord like he he does he wants your attention he desires your attention he wants you to have your attention all focused on him and no one else because when you're in when you have your attention on him when you're in his presence he's able to communicate with you so easy and you're he's able to put his arms around you and protect you and to keep you safe and he's able to show you what the lord wants you to do because the thing is we have free will so when we put our attention on the lord the lord is able to show us what he wants us to you know to do and what he wants us to know and then when we have our eyes on him it makes him happy because he's able to you know keep us away from satan because the lord will protect you like he protects us our protection is also like our free will. You choose to let, you know, God protect you or you choose to, you know, go to Satan and, you know, do whatever you want to do with, you know, with, with the devil. If you go in this world, you're if you go into the world, if you go towards Satan, you're rejecting the protection of God. So it's like protection is also free, is, is, is free will. But the Lord loves when you have your attention on him so that because, you know, he created you for him. It's like he created you for his pleasure. He desires to be with you. He desires for you to you know to seek him day day and night and to to you know to 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 have so much pleasure being in his presence all day long forever and ever he desires that because that is what he created you for that is what he created all of us for 
you know, to seek Him, to love Him, and to be in His presence without stopping. And, you know, not to faint or to grow weak or to be discouraged. But to always, you know, fight for His will to be done and to fight to please Him. You know, to always fight to be in His presence. Yes, He desires when your focus is on Him. It makes Him so happy when you're just, you know, you you you, you want to spend time with Him, you love Him, and, you know, you, you just want to seek Him and to please Him and to be in His presence. He desires that. You know, just like how a parent would, let's say, want their child to spend time with them or to be, you know, to, to love them and to, to want to be with them. That's how, he, yeah, it is with the Lord too. Because, yeah, the Lord, a lot of people might not understand how our Lord is, but our Lord is very emotional. He's an emotional being, and He's even much more real than we are ourselves. As I heard, as I heard a certain man of God say that, that the Lord is realer than ourselves, and He really is. I truly believe that. He really is. Because He was there before us, before we began to exist. Out of Him, everything else, everything else was created. So, if if you look at this world right now that we we have right now, it should just let you know how real and how amazing our God is. Because our God, He just He made this. All this comes from Him. Everything we could see and we could touch, it all comes from the Lord God Almighty. He made everything that is in existence, that we see and we know, or that we can't even see. So how real is He then? If 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 we think we are real, then we have no idea of how real our Lord is. Because then He made everything that we see right now that is so real to us that we believe in so much so if you're going to believe in all this thing that he's made why won't you believe in the one that made that why won't you believe in the creator instead of believing in the creation that will just pass away this world these things he's made he said the world will pass away but his word won't because he is the word and god can't pass away he won't he's everlasting to everlasting and whoever allows him to come into them and dwell inside them will be everlasting too they will never wither or faint or die because the life of God, it cannot be overcome by anything because it's the overcomer. The life of God is what overcomes everything. The life of God is the word of God, is Jesus. It's living and powerful and it's always alive and strong. And Jesus wants that life to dwell in you and he wants to, you know, to minister to you and to build a deep relationship with you and to teach you how to, how to live your life. Because we think our life is, well, you know, what we do, just, you know, I don't know, maybe going to school or going to work or taking care of, you know, people or all that. But to the Lord, it's that's not the most important thing to Him. Yes, He does want you to prosper in good health, even as your soul prospers. But that's not His priority. I mean, He does, I mean, He does want you to prosper, you know, in good health and physically and everything. But what he really wants is, excuse me, what he really wants is your spiritual prosperity. He wants your spirit to be filled with his everlasting life. And he wants his, your spirit to be so close to him that you both of you are together in heaven. He wants to have you in his arms. He wants you to be with him. He wants to keep you safe. He wants to be in constant fellowship and communion with you because he's a God of love. He's a God that is emotional. He's more emotional than any one of us. And he understands love more than anyone can ever understand love because he is love. God is love. And he wants you to become one with him. He wants you to unite with him. He wants you to be so close to him that everything he does is what you do. That's what he wants. When he moves, you move. When he speaks, you speak. Whatever he does is the same thing you do. He wants 
that complete unity with Him. You want everything you do is just to, every step you take is to bring glory and honor and praise to Him. And that you remember Him in all that you do. He doesn't want you to forget Him. Because it breaks his heart. Because, you know, he, he, he died for He went through so much to get you saved. And He doesn't want you to reject Him. Because then, it already hurts Him enough that you're rejecting Him. But then you're even going to go to hell if you reject Him. And it's going to even hurt Him so much more. But then you'll also go through unspeakable pain. So why don't you just have faith in our Lord? He's a good God. You can trust in Him and He'll never fail you. He will never put you to shame. He will never disappoint you. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart. His favor will rise upon you. And even when things seem to get hard, He'll always make a way for you to help you overcome. But whatever you even go through in this earth, it's just going to be for a while. Whatever you go through here, don't let it make you give up on the Lord because it is just for a while. It is temporary. Very soon, God is going to bring all of us into a new life. We're all going to be together in this wonderful place called heaven for those that believe and overcome. And he's going to bless us with such beautiful, wonderful, glorified bodies, just such beautiful blessings. What we see here is going to be completely different from what is up there. The glory is going to be so great. The glory that he's going to be blessing us with it's going to be so great. But right now, you have the opportunity to determine what you get there. Because as you seek the Lord down here, you amass, let's say, um, rewards in your spirit. As you seek the Lord down here, you get rewards built up, you know, in heaven. And depending on what you do too, your spirit will begin to change. And will begin to grow. Will begin to grow and grow and grow spiritually. And will begin to be transformed. By the power of our living God. But you have to make sure that there is a balance. Because the focus that the Lord wants you to have on. Is to make sure that you know. Your spirit. Or your relationship with him. Is perfect. Is the way he wants it to be. That is the number one priority that the Lord wants you to have. Because the Bible says. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And everything else shall be added. And what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom, the kingdom of our Lord is, you know, it's it's the word of God. It's God. It's Jesus. It's, it's you know, it's the word. It's the Holy Spirit. It's God. Because without him, without Jesus, there would be no kingdom of God. Because without the Lord God, there would be no kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God, it's him. It's the Lord. It's God. And seek ye first the kingdom. He wants you to seek first the heart of God. The kingdom of God is the heart of God, which is Jesus. The Lord wants you to seek first Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Seek after him with all of your heart and all of your soul and all of your mind. And everything else shall be added. And make sure that you focus on a love relationship with him. That you have a true love for our Lord. That is what he wants. You know, it's it's very important that you know that you yourself you make sure that you're growing spiritually because yes as you were created there was a specific purpose and plan you know for for all of you my brothers and sisters and you do have to put in whatever gift that has been given to you or whatever capability that the lord has given to you do you have to put that into good use for the lord because it will be required of you because god will request of you what you did with all that he's given to you so as you have been made so unique and very different 
the Lord also does have a special plan and purpose for you that you have to, you know, let him fulfill using you. He'll use you to, you know, to fulfill it. So just always have your heart opened and always have your spirit very close to the Lord, dependent on the Lord, willing to obey and willing to do whatever the Lord asks or requires of you. Always trusting the Lord and not trusting yourself or any man or anyone, but just trusting the Lord and being careful, very, very careful, because the days are very evil. The days are very dark. And you have to really be careful and be really close to the Lord. You have to be like the sheep that always remain with the shepherd because there's wolves around. And you know our shepherd is Jesus Christ. And you have to have faith because our God is the Spirit. And they that worship Him, worship Him in spirit and in truth. Although you don't see Him, you trust in Him, you worship Him, you seek Him diligently day and night. You pray to Him. Although you don't see Him, you seek Him, um, you know, with all of your heart. And it's a little hard for some people because a, a lot of doubt, there's been a lot of spirits of doubt that have been released in all the earth right now to bring confusion, you know, and to bring discouragement in the church. But, you know, you have to, right now we have to go into spiritual warfare because those spirits of doubt are all demons bringing all those things. And we have to rebuke them and come against them with the blood because they will fall and they will be overcome by that blood of Jesus Christ. So we do have to fight and stand in war and in warfare. And right now, you know, um, let's say if if it's hard for you to seek the Lord, then ask him to give you gifts that will enable you to seek him more. Let's say for the gift of tongues will help you pray more. And especially will help you fight the demons a lot spiritually. Because sometimes when you do a lot of warfare, and let's say sometimes you're you're speaking prayers, which let's say you think of in your mind, to, you know, sometimes trying to get the words, you will sort of manufacture the words from your mind. You'll get them from your mind. but uh, Or the sentences. Um, you will, um, sometimes, you could get tired, or you could run out of words, but with tongues, you never ran out of words, because the Holy Spirit will give you, like, an unlimited list of words, and you could use them for as long as you you want, and they are really powerful, because when you pray in tongues, you don't pray amiss, you don't pray and make mistakes, your prayer is a perfect prayer, because when you're praying, you're praying the perfect will of God, you're praying as Jesus or the Holy Spirit would pray because the Holy Spirit is praying right through you and when you're praying in tongues you're praying the prayer that the Lord wants you to pray at that time of or in that circumstance because you're not the one praying God is praying through you exactly the way he wants you to pray so your prayers are perfect and with faith they are so powerful and they will be answers, answered and they change so much and the, de- the devil will tremble walls will be broken and when you pray fasting, oh wow, there's so much, such an increase in power. And the tower of God's protection will surround you. And demons will tremble at your feet when they see you or hear you coming close. And that's how the Lord wants you to be right now. Right now, the Lord wants your relationship with him to be deep. Because as we just read in Matthew 24, there's going to be a lot of deception that is coming. So right now, I just want you all to just make sure and just to grow and just to focus on getting deep, 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 deep with the Lord. Getting into deep, deep relationship with our Lord God Almighty. Getting deep, deep, deep with the Lord. And, you know, not trusting um, any man but God alone. Yes, and the Lord also wants all of us to be hardworking and very diligent, especially spiritually. He doesn't want us to be spiritually lazy because there are demons of laziness. Uh, and they will, like, oppress people and make them very slothful and sluggish make them weak and tired and not want to do anything and those are all demons demons and demons will just try to make people just spend all their time sleeping and not doing much and the lord doesn't like that the lord wants you to put to work because 
you know, the Lord wants you to work while, you know, he's giving you this time. Because there will come a time when you won't be able to work anymore. And you'll just be, you know, required of with the time that you have. What you've done will just be required of you. So use this time wisely. Don't waste the time in this opportunity that we have. Because our Messiah is coming and he wants us to get, you know, to to help people to be ready and to gather them, you know, to, to help people get saved, to, you know, whatever gift you have, use it to build up the body of Christ. Use it, you know, to, to cleanse and to purge and to, to help people get closer to the Lord. The Lord will use you to help people to become pure and strong and closer to the Lord. And in whatever way he will use you, allow him to use you because it's going to be a blessing to you and to others. And whatever, and as long as you're doing God's will, you will find so much joy and so much happiness you won't be suffering sometimes you he might let you go through trial but you'll re- realize that you'll have a great re- rejoicing at the end because you know his spirit will rejoice with you because the lord will be pleased and he will let you know he will show you that he is pleased he will let you know that he w- he is pleased and he will give you sometimes reward or you'll find out that you'll get even into, you get even a deeper, more intimate relationship with Him. So many different things will happen. Um, you could experience so many different things, but whatever the Lord will let you go through, it's for His good. Whether you know it's it's good in your eyes or bad in your eyes, as long as the Lord wants it, that's that's where He wants you to be, and that's what you have to do, because you do have to please the Lord. And as we're seeking the Lord, it's very important also to be humble. It is what He will require. Let and, and there are things that are required in every Christian or in every bride. And you know, those are a few things that I'm talking about. That you know, they're like requirements that I can make at home. Like because those things you just can't go home without them. There's some things, although we're different, and the Lord has different plans for us. They say He will let us meet different people. Some people He'll let them get married. Others He won't let them get married. Others He might He might let them, you know. Um stay single others he could give them you know let's say a lot of children others maybe just a few um others he could let them you know be in so many different places but you know whatever the lord does things like that it's different but you know it's good for you because the lord's will for you and you just have to obey it because that's where you'll find joy because if you try to do what the lord is doing for someone and let's say if the lord's telling someone to do something and the lord is not telling you to do that and you do that you could find yourself wanting because some of the Lord's instructions are specific for specific people because in a way we are different and the Lord will give us different things to do. But there are some things that requires from every single person because th- those things are things that are in his image or that are in him and has, uh, as an image of God or as a, as someone that is being a servant of the Most High, you you are required to have those. And those are things I'm talking about like being hardworking, spiritually being diligent, being long-suffering, and being able to, you know, go through a lot for the Lord and not give up and not surrender. And being faithful and being able to, you know, speak and deliver whatever message or whatever word that the Lord would ever, you know, deliver, you know, or, or would give to you to deliver to to anyone. You would need those you would need that. Um, you you would you would you do need to do that. And also you would also need a lot of love. I'm telling you, love it's the most important because the Bible says love is the greatest of all these. You know, faith, hope, and love. Love is the greatest. So, you do need love, and you need to make sure that your love abounds. And love is only from the Lord. And the more you seek the Lord, and the more you break whatever walls or whatever obstacles that would prevent you from getting close to the Lord, the more you break those walls, 
the more the love of God will enter you and will like flood you and will like just overcome you completely and totally and you'll be changed and transformed in his love but the more you 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 open up the door to your heart to let the love enter the more it will the, the more you allow the love of God to enter you the more you get changed so whatever stubbornness or sinful nature that might be in you do all you can to let it go when you let it go it'll allow the love of God to consume you because that's what the Lord wants he wants to consume you with his love he wants you to be over overcome by his love because his love will build you up and will and will just restore and will just transform you because the love of God when his fullness of his love comes in you you get so changed and 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 it, when you love the Lord you will do everything the Lord wants you to do you will just you will please the Lord with all of your heart because the Lord is love and when you love you have fulfilled you have done what the Lord wants you to do because the loving is fulfilling the laws of God because because what does the Lord say? Love, love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your mind, with everything. If you love God, you have fulfilled that law. And if you love your neighbor as yourself, you also fulfilled that. Because once you love God like that, the Lord will teach you how to do everything else. He will just teach you how to obey every one of His commandments. And He will help you to do everything in the right, perfect way. And you won't make mistakes. You won't stumble. Well, sometimes you could make certain mistakes. But there are certain mistakes that the Lord will not will not let you make. Because he'll, he will stop you from making those. Because you're so full of his love that you walk in his footsteps. And if you're obedient to him, sometimes you'll make mistakes. But sometimes there are some mistakes you will not make. So, excuse me, let me rephrase my words. Let's say, if you make a lot of mistakes, the mistakes will reduce. That's one thing I realize when you seek the Lord more. Like, he will show you more mistakes you make, but he'll correct you. And he'll help you not to make them. Because the more you seek the Lord, the more you get closer to perfection. And the closer you get to perfection the more your mistakes will reduce until you're made perfect and then no mistakes anymore. Everything you do is perfect and pleasing to the Lord. Because it says, be, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. And the Lord can make you perfect. So, right now in this time, um, I want you, I just want us to pray, but I just want to encourage you to just do all you can to keep getting closer to the Lord and to seek Him. And, and you know, to and to let the Lord have His way with you, but not for you to have your way, not to, you know, have things go the way you want them to go, but the way the Lord wants them to go, because we serve the Lord, and His will has to be done. So let's pray right now. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this time. Lord, I pray that you'd bless my brothers and sisters, and Lord, I pray that you would touch them, and that you'd speak through every single one of them, and that you'd minister to them, and that you'd minister through them to the ends of the world, that whatever plan and purpose that you have for them will be fulfilled. Father, break every curse, every yoke of Satan, I rebuke every work of witchcraft and Jezebel. I cancel every work of Satan, every demonic power that has been put on an assignment to bring any one of those that are listening down. I crumble your works right now in the name of Jesus, you will not prosper. Come near any one of these chosen vessels of the Lord God Almighty. Father God, seal them all. Cover them all with your blood, O Lord. Let your spirit rest upon them. God, break every curse, every chain, every yoke, every power of darkness that has been risen against your people. I break it right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, I cover all of your people in your blood, O Lord. Let your light shine in their lives, O Lord. Arise, O God, and let their, your enemies be scattered. Break the works of Satan against them.
them all now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father God, let the river of your love and your joy and your peace overcome all of your chosen servants, O oh Lord. Let it overcome your anointed, O oh Lord. Let your presence fill the heavens and the earth, Lord Jesus. Let your glory fill their lives, O oh Lord. Rain down your love and your truth and your peace, Father God. Oh, we praise and we rejoice in your glory and your wonder and in your splendor. God, let your will be done in all the earth, O oh Lord Jesus. Raise up a mighty, a mighty people that will bring glory and honor to your name. Ones that will not falter, ones that will not be shaken. Oh God, I pray you to break the works of Satan against your people now in the name of Jesus. Oh God, cleanse and deliver, restore and heal. Oh Lord, let there be revivals in all the earth and use your people for your glory, Lord. Lord, have your way with us all. Have your way with every single one of your people. Let your will be done. Let your will be done. Let your will be done. Use us all for your glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Father God, flood our hearts with rivers of living water. Flood our souls, Father God, with more and more of your spirit, oh Jesus. Oh, Father, let your will be done on all of us. We thank you, we praise, and we glorify you, oh God, for your wonders and your goodness. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. We pray thanksgiving. Amen. Lord, we bless you so much. Brothers and sisters, keep seeking the Lord diligently with all of your hearts. And, you know, have faith in him. And in this time, just grow in faith. And he'll lead you. Just grow in faith in him and just grow in relationship with him. He'll speak to you and he'll let you know what to do. Because the Lord will speak to all of his children. Because, you know, the Bible says, you know, my sheep hear my voice and, a strange, and the voice of a stranger will not follow. Meaning that as long as you're a sheep, you will hear the Lord's voice somehow. He speaks in, like, I don't know, so many ways, like maybe a thousand or even more, probably more than that. He speaks in so many ways, and there is a way that you'll hear him speaking to you. He speaks so many different ways, so many different ways. So God bless you all. Shalom, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's Hour. I'm really thankful for this opportunity to be here to share the Word of God with all of you wonderful brothers and sisters. And I praise the Lord, and I'm so thankful for this chance and this time that He's given us to, to, to come together to and to fellowship in His holy name. But, you know, as the Bible says that, you know, if, if before we do anything, we have to, you know, always make sure that, you know, the Lord is with us. We have to let the Lord lead us. So, as I'm about to start speaking of what the Lord has shown me, um, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and open up with a prayer. So, brothers and sisters, let's all humble ourselves and let's, you know, present ourselves before, before the Lord and let's ask Him to come in, into us and to touch us and to minister with us and to minister to us. And, and I pray that all of you will open up your hearts and will pray with me in agreement as the Lord's doing mighty things. Yes, so Father God, in Jesus' holy name, we all humbly come before you. God, I pray that you forgive all of us of all of our sins and all of our iniquities. That God, you would wash every single one of us with your holy blood. That God, you would cleanse us, Father God, from all that is not of you, from all, all that is displeasing to you, Father God, from all that is unrighteous. Oh God, I pray that you'd strengthen us and that you would fill us with more and more of your holy fire. That God, you'd fill us with more and more and more of your presence and your power, oh God. Father God, I pray that as I've come, 
as you brought me here, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, to use me to minister, Lord, to my brothers and sisters. God, I pray that the words that will come out of my mouth will not be my own, but, Lord, they will be yours, Father. Use me to minister to them. Oh, God, speak through me to my brothers and sisters in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, break the yokes and break the works of witchcraft that are over them. Whatever Satan is doing against them, destroy it in Jesus' name. Oh, God, I pray that you'd open their spiritual ears to hear you. God, I pray that you'd open their eyes to see you, Lord Jesus. I pray that whatever blindfold of this sinful world that may be over their eyes, the God, you'd remove it. You'd remove it in Jesus' name. God, I pray that you'd strengthen them and that you'd fill them with your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. God, I pray that you'd refine them, that you'd sharpen them. You'd sharpen them. You'd sharpen them, Lord Jesus, as your word is sharper than a double-edged sword. Let your word live in them. Let your word reside in them, Father. Sharpen them. Sharpen them, Father God, in faith and in truth, Father. I pray that you'd reside inside of them. The God, you would dwell inside of them. That, Father God, they would make their temples ready, and Lord, prepared for you to live and dwell inside of them, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. O Lord, I pray that as I'm speaking, that Lord, you would come, and that you'd fill me up, and that you would minister through me to them, O Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that you'd raise the hedge of protection. Over all those that are listening, God, raise, Father God, that mighty hedge of protection over them, Father God. Leave none of them, Father God. Father God, weak, leave none of them, Father God, powerless, Father. But send your mighty angels, your mighty cherubs and archangels to surround them, O Lord Jesus, to protect them, to shield them all, Father, from all the works of Satan. And God, break every chain. Lord, break every yoke. Break every work of Satan against any one of them, Father, in Jesus' holy name. Lord, I pray that you'd be with them. You would be with them, O God. Be with them, lead and guide them, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, cause them not to falter. Cause them not to stumble. Father, cause them not to slip into any sin or into any temptation. Cause them not to fall into what the enemy wants them to fall into. But, Father, always give them the strength to overcome. Because, Father God, Lord Jesus, your word says, Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, Lord Jesus. You are great in us, Father God. And because of you, you've helped us overcome, Father God, this sinful world, Lord Jesus. So, Father, manifest your true power and your word and your will, Father God, in their lives, Lord Jesus. As they seek you, and, Father God, as they want more of you. Father, release more and more of you into them. I release your anointing, more of your presence and your power into them, O oh God. The God, you will touch every single one of them and that every yoke will be broken and that every work of Satan and their lives will be destroyed by the power and in the name of Jesus Christ. The God, that all the works of the enemy against them would be, would, 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 would be, would be broken down, Lord Jesus. God, I pray that whatever the enemy is intending against them, that it will not come to pass. But Lord, your plan and your purpose will be fulfilled in their lives. Oh God, I thank you so much for all of them. I thank you so much for all my wonderful brothers and sisters. And God, I bless you, God, for all the wonderful things that you've been doing in their lives, Father, from the beginning of time. Father, all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise, it all goes to you. It all belongs to you, God, because you are good. You are magnificent, and you are great, Father. And you deserve to be praised, and you deserve to be honored. And Father, we praise and honor you, Lord Jesus, for all that you have done. Thank you, Jesus, for being so good. Thank you, Jesus, for being so wonderful. Oh, wonderful, glorious Holy Spirit, we praise you. We adore you, Father. We glorify you. Father, we're indeed so grateful and so thankful to you, Father, for all that you have done. So, Father, come into this place right now. Father, pour out your spirit into this place. Pour out your Shekinah glory, Father God. Pour out your manifest presence, Lord, into all of this place right now. 
fill the atmosphere with your glory. God, fill the atmosphere with your power. Charge the atmosphere with your presence, O Lord. In the name of Jesus, Father, and let every work of Satan be broken. Let every work of darkness, let every work of that old serpent be destroyed right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, consume them all by your fire. In the name of Jesus, Father God, Lord, send send angels to protect and to fight for and to defend your people. In Jesus' name, and Father, supernaturally strengthen us. Strengthen us, Father God, at all times. Let us always be strong. And Father God, I pray that you spiritually, physically, emotionally, Father God, provide for all your people, Lord, and all that they need you'd provide. Father, provide for us all and all that we need. Oh, Jesus, provide for us all and all that we need in Jesus' name. And Father God, now in this day, I pray that you'd pour out your spiritual blessings and that you'd cause us to grow. Whatever door that might be closed, Father, I pray that you'd open it up in Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, draw us closer, closer, and ever closer to you right now in this time because, Father, we need you more than ever. Father, in this time that we we need you, Father God, more than we have ever. So, Father God, I pray that you would not make us stumble. You would not make us fall. But, Father God, you would always be there to lift us up. That, Father, your spirit will always be ready, Lord Jesus, to elevate us. Father, more and more of you, Father God, I pray that you release your anointing right now into all those that are listening, into their homes, and that, God, they will feel your presence, and that, God, they will feel your anointing, they will feel your spirit. Oh, Father God, your spirit and your anointing is what we need. It is what breaks yokes, Father God. It is what, Father God, lets us experience, Father God, your true presence. So, God, release your presence, Father God, and burn out all the works of Satan by your fire, by your anointing, by your power. Consume all the works of Satan, Lord, in the lives of all those that are listening. Break the yokes and the powers of Satan, oh Lord Jesus, that are in the lives of your children. Oh Father God, cause the enemy to stumble, cause them to be confused. Oh Jesus, appear in their homes. Appear, Lord Jesus. Manifest your presence because God, I know that when you are there, when your light manifests, Father God, darkness has to flee. Darkness, Father God, cannot stand your presence. Oh God, manifest your power in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, be there, be there, Father God. Wherever you need it, Father God, be there, Lord Jesus, because it is only you that is our God. It is only you, Father God, that is the magnificent one. It is only you that died to save. And it is only you, Father God, that can do, Father God, what is needed in our lives. So, Jesus, we invite you to come. Father, I come and I, I, we come before you and I ask you to take charge over my lips. And that, Lord, speak through me. Do whatever you want to do through me. Speak through me, Father God. Prophesy through me. Whatever it is that, Lord, you would want to do, just use me, Father God. And also use all my brothers and sisters, Father God, that are listening. That, Father God, you would cause them to, to grow in you. That you would cause them to be filled with more of your spirit. That, God, that will seek you more and more and more with, 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 with a whole heart. That they would seek you more diligently. Father, they would seek you with repentant heart. They would come before you, Father God, with spirit-filled hearts, Father God. They will praise you, Lord Jesus. They will rejoice in your name that they would glorify you, Lord, because you're God that deserves to be glorified and praised because, God, you are so great and magnificent. Your power, Lord, is beyond what we could ever imagine, Father God. Words cannot describe your power. Your power is the greatest, Father God, and, and it keeps going on and on. And, Lord, we can't even est estimate or even understand the magnitude of your glory, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father God, mountains, Father God, the earth and, the, and, and all the heavens, they tremble, Lord, at your glory, Lord. Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, how magnificent you are, Lord, in all your glory and in all your splendor, and God. We give you all the praise and all the honor that you deserve. 
Worthy are you, O Lord. Glory, glory in the highest. O Father God, we praise, we worship you. Glory to you in the highest majesty, O God. We give it all to you because you alone deserve it all. God, I thank you. I thank you so much for all my brothers and sisters. I pray that you'd bless them all, Lord Jesus. I pray that whatever it is that they need, you'd become that for them. Father, you'd provide for all that they need, Father. Whether, Father God, it is physical provision of, of, of food or clothes or money or water, whatever it is, you'd supernaturally provide. Oh God, this is your time, Lord Jesus, to supernaturally bless your people. Lord, with what they need, Father God. They would bless them, Father God. With even even the physical wealth of this earth, you would bless them with it. But, Father God, not for our sake, but, Father God, for your glory. Because your glory has to be revealed. Your glory will be revealed, O Lord. In the name of Jesus and all the earth, your glory will be revealed. Because you're a great God. Because the words you have spoken have to be fulfilled, Lord Jesus, in your timing. O God, do your great and mighty works, Lord Jesus. Show the earth your power. O Father God, show the earth your glory and your splendor. Oh, Father God, reveal, Lord Jesus, your magnificence to all creation. Oh, Father God, do these things as you have promised. Oh, Father God, speak and let it be. Oh, Father God, do these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, Father, I thank you so much for all these great and mighty things that you're about to do in all of our lives, God. You are a great God who is magnificent and deserves to be praised in every hour and in every minute, God. You deserve it all. And we give it all to you, Father, in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you for my wonderful brothers and sisters that are all here that are listening, God. You made them, Father God, so special. You love them all, and Father, they are so dear to you, Lord. Lord, I thank you so much, and I love them to you, my, my beautiful brothers and sisters, Lord, and I pray that you'd be with them, that, God, you'd keep elevating them, you'd keep elevating them, and that, God, you'd keep drawing them closer and closer to you, God, and making them ready for your coming. God, I pray that you would do this in Jesus' holy name. Do this because, Father, your name is great. Do this, Father God, because it's your will, Lord, and you're powerful and mighty to save, Father. In Jesus' holy name, we pray thanksgiving. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Glory, glory in the highest. We praise you, O Magnificent One. Thank you, O Jesus. We are awestruck, Lord Jesus, at your glory and at your magnificence. Thank you, O Jesus. Thank you, O Glorious God. Thank you, O Jesus. In Jesus' holy name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yes, shalom, brothers and sisters. Um, all of you, welcome to the Lord's Day. I'm really happy. I'm really so thankful for, for this opportunity, for this day, for this time that the Lord has given to us. You know, brothers and sisters, there's a plan that the Lord has for us, you know. And if you believe in the Lord, the Bible teaches that everything will work to the good of those that love God. So you have to love God. Because, look, no matter what happens, no matter what circumstance you're in, even if it seems so bad or if it seems so horrible, it doesn't matter how it seems. The power of God is always so great and so powerful to always bring you through and always to see you through till the very, very end. Our God, He is loving, He is great, He is so magnificent, and He is wonderful, and there are great plans that He has. He wants you to know that He created all of you, every single one of you that are on here that are listening. God created you specially and unique, and you know, in, in your life, there's a unique plan of God that is written over your head or over your destiny that has to be fulfilled. You're a piece of the puzzle that has to be, you know, fulfilled, you know, for the whole great picture, for the whole great portrait to be painted. You're a body of Christ that is so, you, you know, you're, you're a part of that body that is so unique and that is so special. Every one of you has, you know, has a very special plan that has been written from heaven that, you know, God has planned for you. That has to be fulfilled, but you choose whether it's fulfilled or not. 
Our Lord has given you free will over your life to decide, you know, what happens, you know, what happens to you and to decide what, you know, what, let's say, what you fall into. As we know, we, we have free will. And, you know, in this time, we, the Lord has a plan for us. But with the free will that we have, we have to learn to choose God. We have to fight to choose God. Sometimes, you know, the enemy will try to come in and will try to stop you and will try to um, do so many things to try to bring you down or confuse you or do so many things. But you just have to make sure that you're always following the plan of God because in every time, in every single day, you know, that, that, you, know, that you have breath to breathe, that you have energy to move around is given to you by God and there's a reason it's given so that glory and honor and praise will be given to God so that the, you know the plan and the will of God will be perfectly fulfilled in your life as he has given to you yes brothers and sisters in this time the Lord wants us to focus on getting into a deeper deeper intimate relationship with him the Lord wants our faith to increase that was one thing that he was letting me understand that in this time he wants our faith to increase. He wants us to increase in faith. It's very, very important to him right now. Because in this time, as we're drawing closer and closer, he's going to reveal himself in great, magnificent ways. He's going to do amazing, wonderful things. And he wants us to be involved. He wants us, you know, to be a part of all these things he's going to do. He wants us to be, you know, participants in these wonderful things. He wants to use us. But, you know, you know, it's easy for the Lord. You know, the Lord is a God that works, you know, with us in free will. And it's easy for him to work with someone that will clearly open up your heart to him. So in this time, brothers and sisters, open up your heart to the Lord. And seek him diligently and ask for faith. You know, you know, the Bible teaches that, you know, if you ask Father God, if you ask the Lord for, you know, for bread, he's not going to give you stone. He's a God that truly loves all of us so much. And whatever it is that you need, if, if if he would send his only son to die for us, if he sent him down, you know, to, to, to die for us, then how much more would he give us any other thing that we would ask for? Certainly, if we ask for for food, he's not going to give us bread or anything or poison or anything bad. He will give us, you know, what you know what he knows is good for us because he cares about us so much because we are his children. He made us in His image. We're so special and so unique to Him. Because as the Bible teaches in the book of Genesis and in the story of creation, yes, brothers and sisters, in the book of Genesis, it teaches and it talks about how special we are and how different we are from all of God's creation. That's why the Bible teaches us that, you know, it's not worth it for you to gain the whole world and to lose your own soul. It's not. Because you cannot compare just your soul to the whole world. In God's eyes, he sees your soul as much more important than the whole world. You know, the whole world. Just a single soul of a human being that he created in his image is much more important to him than the entire world. So, brothers and sisters, don't focus. Don't, you know, fight after the things of the world. I mean, there will be times when... We, we all might go through certain hardships or we might desire certain things, but don't ever, you know, give up the Lord or give up on, you know, the Holy Spirit to go after this world because you are much, much more important than anything, that, that, than this whole world, than anything in this world. This whole world is all going to pass away, but, you know, a soul that God created in His image is meant to live eternal. You're going to live eternal. And it explains it here, even how special 
and how unique we are in the book of Genesis. As it says, I'm going to read from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. It says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. So as we see here, God created, you know, day and night, and he just created it by speaking it into being. You know, he spoke it into being, and, you know, it happened, it, it, it was formed, that's how powerful he is. He's spoken into being. But I want you to take note about how he creates everything. And then when we reach the creation of man, there's a big difference in how he creates man. And that's the key into how special and how unique we are to God. And that's why he doesn't want to lose any one of us. That's why in this time I want all of you to get into deep, 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 deep relationship with the Lord. Because the Lord spoke to me in a dream. And it's about, you know wonderful things he's about to do. It's about a great change that is coming in the earth. You know, especially for us believers, we're living in a very, very special time as the Lord is about to pour out his glory like never. Amazing, wonderful glories of God are about to be revealed like we have never seen, like like we have never, you know, thought of. He's going to do amazing miracles. He's going to provide for us. He's going to use us to help, you know, you know, the, the the poor, he's going to use us to provide for those that need. You know, it doesn't matter what you see yourself having physically. It doesn't matter at all. Just look at who is on your side. If you have God, then you have more than you could ever ask for. Because, you know, we, we live with a God that is a God of, you know, miracles. He does, you know, look how Jesus multiplied that food. He's about to do that, you know, now more and more. And even with, 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 with amazing things, like the miracles we're about to see, are going to be greater than ever. And as in this time, just stay with the Lord. Stay close to the Lord, but especially with your heart. With your heart, stay close to Him so that you can hear from Him clearly because in this time, the Lord will speak to you. But you need to be able to identify the voice of the Lord from other voices because there will be time when sometimes, depending on, let's say, um, your spiritual standing or Let's say what you're going through at that time. Sometimes, you know, the enemy will always try to bring in confusion. But you have to learn to, 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 you have to train yourself to know the voice of your father. You have to train yourself. And when he speaks to you, you have to obey him exactly as he said. And you also have to seek the Lord for wisdom. Because wisdom will guide you and help you to, to, to know the will of God for your life. And will help you to do exactly what God wants you to do. Because the wisdom, you know, of God, it's the voice of God. And it, it sometimes it's almost like the Lord speaking to you. It will help you know exactly what the Lord wants you to do. And also discernment. In this time when, let's say, when you, in, 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 in circumstances where you might lack the wisdom to, to find out because maybe that circumstance might just be too great for you to handle. Discernment. Discernment is like, will be like a, a, um, an easy way through. It will help you to understand it will help you to know what decision to make. It will help you to clearly know whether this decision or this plan or this purpose is, is the will of God or, it, or if it's of the flesh. So, brothers and sisters, please don't ignore the gifts of the Spirit. They're really helpful. They're, they're so helpful. It's important for you to, to seek the Lord and, 
you know, sometimes he'll give you the gift of the Spirit without asking, but sometimes he wants you to ask because he does want to pour out his gifts on his people. Because, you know, the gifts, they will encourage us to get closer to the Lord. They will let us see the glory and the power of God. They will, they will increase your faith even. Because, you know, when you're blessed with, you know, let's say the gift of vision, and you keep having these visions, and the Lord will give you visions of, let's say, heaven. He'll give you visions of prophetic events, of things to come. And, you know, when the Lord will, and you know the Lord, because when he speaks to you, you know that it will come to pass. And you know that it will be fulfilled exactly as he gave you. And when the Lord does these things, you know, they will increase your faith, because you'll be amazed and astounded at how, um, you know, a God would speak to you, and it would just be fulfilled just as you saw in your in your vision or in your dream, or or you got from him from the word of um of of knowledge or the word of you know wisdom or whatever thing it is that gift that you were working through or whether it was through tongues or the interpretation of tongues. So, brothers and sisters, don't um ignore the gift of the Spirit. They're very very helpful in the body of Christ, and they will help you to get closer to the Lord. They will help you to become cleaner and cleaner and cleaner before the Lord, because those gifts, they will, they will help you, they will show you, you know, the, the, the way of the Lord. They will show you what the Lord wants, because the Holy Spirit will work through those gifts to let you understand the will of God, and how to you get them by asking for them in faith. Because God wants to give them to you. He has so many gifts. There's different, and, and it's like, it's amazing how the gifts are, the, the, the gifts of God. There's, you know, the gifts, they grow too. They're like little, um, when you get them, at first you'll experience um, a way, you experience how the gifts will be working in. And then you'll realize that as you grow, as you begin to grow in the Lord, you realize that there will be a change in how you're operating in the gifts. You realize that, you know, there will be a drastic, you know, improvement or change. And that's because, you know, the gifts of the Lord, they grow. If you get the gift of tongues, you'll realize that even the gift of tongues grow because as you keep speaking in tongues, you realize that things will be changing. You realize that over time, you'll get more and more and more languages. And you'll realize that at certain times, you speak with a certain power, authority, or a certain intensity. And, and, and at certain times, you realize that as you're speaking in tongues, you know, it will lead you into other gifts. Like, let's say when you speak in tongues with some people, it could lead them into seeing visions, or it could lead them into interpreting tongues. You know, the gifts, they all sometimes, you know, sometimes they connect with each other. When you work in certain gifts, sometimes they could begin to lead you into, you know, working well in, in some other gifts. But, you know, I'm encouraging all of you brothers and sisters to seek the Lord diligently for, this, for these gifts, because they can help some of you. Hold on to your salvation diligently. Let's say for the gift of tongues, for someone that might be struggling with praying and seeking the face of God, with the gift of tongues, you could stay in hours. You could stay in the Lord's presence for hours and hours, and you enjoy it. Because when you speak in tongues, it's like the Holy Spirit will just be speaking through you. And it's like you feel like rivers and floods of joy just moving through you in your, in, in your spirit. Because, you know, when you're speaking in tongues, you're not speaking unto man but unto God. It's like, you know, your flesh is not speaking, but, you know, it's your spirit that is speaking. And, you know, although your mind does not fully understand, your mind does not, you know, have the concept of what you're speaking, but your spirit knows it's speaking to God. That's why when you get that gift, you should also pray for the interpretation so that you can also interpret and understand so that, you know, in the midst of brothers and sisters, you could also 
interpret so that the brothers and sisters could be blessed and could also understand, you know, what, you know, the Lord might be speaking through you. And also to, you know, you should also seek, you know, for prophecies, the Bible encourages to, because the Lord, really what the Lord desires is that the Lord likes to elevate, you know, all of us as a body. You know, he, he, the Lord wants to save as many as possible. He, just does, he doesn't want to save just one person. He wants to save as many people as possible. That's why, you know, he says that, you know, you know, the word, the gospel has to be has to be preached to the ends of the world. You know, we have to preach this gospel to all creation, meaning that every single person as much as possible, the Lord wants them to hear the word of God. So every single person that you know that you know out there, it doesn't matter who they are, every creature, the Lord wants them to know about his word. So you should speak and preach his word to, to everyone and and a gift that would help is let's say the gift of prophecy. Because if you have that gift, you could prophesy to the nations, to friends, to family members, and you could speak to them on the plan of God, on you know the the, adent- the, the agenda of God, the hidden agenda, the plan of God. But in prophecy, is going to bring it out. It's going to be revealed. Or even the gift of healing, you know, it, it could be a great sign that you could use for witnessing. Let's say if you have brothers and sisters, you know that. Let's say are not brothers and sisters yet. They don't. They don't really know the Lord. If you have the gift of healing, if 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 you, the Lord would use you to heal them, it would be a clear sign that Jesus is real, because a lot of people want a ta- want tangible proof of the real existence of the Lord. And the gift of healing is one way that you can show them or you can witness to them the power of God. That is so great. So all these gifts, brothers and sisters, there, there's so many more, and. I want to encourage you all to seek the Lord for them. But one gift that is very important in this time that will help you to keep you safe, to prevent you from sinning and to prevent you from stumbling is one important gift that the Lord has shown me that has helped you to really understand is the gift of discernment and the gift of wisdom. In these days, the gift of discernment and wisdom, they are extremely important because there are so many deceiving spirits out there, so many deceiving people out there and you need to have discernment from the Lord. Because there's so many things that are going on, but we cannot even see them. And a lot of people, you know, you know, do everything based on their senses and what they see and what they hear. And if it sounds good, they just jump right into it. But, you know, there are days or there are times when things will sound perfect, but will be really horrible. Because, you know, Satan, he knows how to appear as an angel of light. He knows how to appear very beautifully and very tempting you know he's like you know he's he's like a snake that likes that is good at deceiving people and whispering to people and giving them thoughts and ideas and and you know deceiving and as the bible talks about the great dragon that deceived the whole world and you know god doesn't want you to be deceived that's why you know he's pouring out his holy spirit and in this time he wants you to grow with him in faith he wants you to just focus on getting a deep intimate relationship with him just go to him he will speak to you he will reveal to you what he wants you to know he will help you understand. Seek him. Cry after him. I mean, just go, go after him with all your heart. If you want something from him, don't just ask it once and, and then just go back resting or relaxing or, you know, just thinking that, well, that's enough. No. You know, seek the Lord day and night. Just, you know, hold on to him and never let go. Because Satan's out to really, really destroy in this time. And God doesn't want to see any one of his people destroyed. He doesn't want to. So pray for the gift of discernment and the gift of wisdom. Those are very important. 
Because the gift of wisdom will let you see the light. Because the wisdom of God, it's like a light that shines and that will let you know clearly whether this is the will of God or this is the will of Satan. Wisdom will let you know what will make you fall and what will make you rise. Wisdom will let you know what will make you remain saved or what will make you stumble. Wisdom will give you understanding or will let you understand clearly. Discernment is also very crucial too. Discernment will show you clearly what is light and what is darkness. And you know, there's ways of discerning. There's different ways as 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 I heard from a certain pastor, he was talking about discerning how some people could discern through the gift of spiritual open sight. They could discern by what they see. Um as sometimes you could discern through, you know, spiritual eyes. Like let's say sometimes I would I would see things, okay. I would let's say on T V if there would be a movie or a show that was not of God, I would see like a black smoke, like I would see like a sinful presence, a sinful substance coming out of the TV screen, or I would instantly, I could see darkness, or I could, or I could see an an evil presence, something that was very evil and sinful, you know, coming out of the TV or around the TV. And if, let's say, in another instance, what I was watching was a Christian program and it was truly Holy Spirit filled. I would see like the presence of God. I could clearly see like a light, like a presence of God that would be sort of beaming or streaming out of the screen. It would be like a glowing light would be coming out of the screen. And that was really helpful to me because that would help me to know whether the Lord wants me to watch this or the Lord doesn't want me to watch this. And even on people, sometimes the Lord would let me discern people and as as I could be watching people on the TV, I could the Lord could let me see whether they were truly of Him or not, and was through discernment. And and you know because sometimes people would come on and would say everything right, but with the gift of discernment, that's one way you could discern. You could discern through what you see spiritually, or with the gift of discernment, you could also discern through what you feel, the sensations you get, or you could also discern through smell. There's different ways, so many different ways the Lord lets people discern. And, you know, there's, you can discern through hearing, through, um, through, um, through, um, let's say, the sensation or the feeling that you get. Um, there's probably more, more ways, but, I mean, this is a few that I can remember. But there's so many ways that the Lord can let you discern. And it's important that you, you, you pray for this gift of discernment and you grow in it. Because there's so many deceiving things out there. And people fall into it. I, I mean, I keep seeing brothers and sisters that keep falling, that, you know, that will, would keep falling into, you know, traps of the enemy. And, you know, we all have to be careful in this time. You know, we really do have to be careful in this time. And we have to always trust in God and let, and you know, ask Him to protect us and to keep us because it is only Him that can keep us safe. It is only Him that can protect us. It doesn't matter even if what, with whatever gift you have, we're still not perfect. We always have to lean on God and depend on Him to keep us safe. So, yes, just because maybe the Lord might bless you with gifts, it also doesn't mean that you should think, well, um, maybe you're, you're you're done, you're good, you're perfect, you're you're never going to fall. No, no, because there's so many there's like different levels of evil and demons that will try to come, and we're also you're, we're also at a different you know there's also a level that we're in. And, you know, there's different things that we go through. So we always have to make sure that we trust and we depend on God because it doesn't matter what anointing or spiritual gift you have. You have to always learn to trust and depend on God because all, with all that you are, it's still nothing before God. 
Without God, you will easily fall into hell. We have to learn to trust in God, and we have to learn to depend you know, on Him with all that we have, because all of us do need Him, and without Him, we can't do anything, and we need to, you know, press in on Him, press in into Him, because, you know, in this time, He does want to do great things, and we have to learn to be humble, because anyone can fall. All of all of us, as we're here, all of us have fallen before, all of us have made mistakes before, all of us have stumbled and have fallen, all of us have sinned, none of us, not, not one, all of us have made mistakes and have fallen and have sinned, and, you know, Jesus is the only perfect one that delivered you know, that delivered us because we believed in Him. So we have to learn to trust and to depend on Him. And, you know, we have to do what He tells us to. He wants us to grow in spirit. He wants us to, you know, to work in the gifts. But He never wants us to ever be prideful. Because we have to remember that all of us have fallen before. And we can always fall at any time. If Jesus doesn't hold us, we'll keep falling. So we just have to keep that in mind. But we do have to be strong and learn to grow. We have to work as, you know, as spiritual you know, warriors of Christ that are always fighting, you know, for the truth and are never lukewarm and are never complacent because we should never think we're perfect or we should never think we've made it unless after the rapture and everything. But even after the rapture, we still have to humble ourselves and present ourselves, constantly present ourselves before the Lord, you know, blameless. We have to do our best, you know, to, to, to please the Lord and to be holy because even Satan, even in heaven, that was where he even sinned, in heaven, so we have to do our best to keep ourselves clean and pure and to trust in the Lord and to give Him all that we have in our hearts. That is very important because the Lord will look into our hearts and that is what He cares about. And that is what He judges because, you know, that His light will penetrate and will go through us and it's going to reveal all that is hidden in us. All that is in us will be made clear before the Lord. So it's very important that in this time we get our hearts right, especially faith. That's what I was... I was, you know, I was led to from the dream that I had. That was a message that I received that, you know, we should have faith in the Lord. We should learn to have faith in the Lord and we should learn to identify the voice of the Lord. There are times when the Lord will speak very strongly and boldly and very powerful and clear. You know, when he does that, you know, praise God. We can hear him clearly, but there will be times when he'll speak very softly. But the Lord wants you to be able to hear him, hear him even when he's speaking in the smallest voice. I know that we wish the Lord would always speak like, you know, so loud and so clear, like, you know, someone standing right in front of us. And there are times when He'll do that. He'll speak so clear to us. But there are other times when He'll speak to us, but it will be probably in a way we don't expect. It might be in a very soft, small voice, or it might be very different. It could be in a dream. It could be, but you know, the Lord will speak to us in the way He wants to speak to us. He speaks to us in the way He wishes and in the way we also ask him to too but you know it's all in his will his will will be done what he wants and what he desires will be fulfilled because we have to please him because he's the one that we serve he's the one that is God and that we seek and we have to learn to make him happy because he's God of all creation he made everything and we have to learn to put our wills what we desire out of our lives we have to put what we want out and we have to put what God wants first we always have to make sure that we put what God wants first Yes, so brothers and sisters, I encourage you, please seek the gifts. The gifts will help you. They will really help you. They'll help you not to stumble. Let's say with a gift of um, discernment. It will help you know when the Lord truly speaks. Let's say for those that grow spiritually and get deep spiritually, there are times when Satan will speak to you and, you know, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. And Satan will try to imitate, you know, the voice of the Lord. 
He'll try to pretend to speak to you like it's the Lord. For those that get very deep, deep spiritually, it happens sometimes. They will hear voices and they'll think it's the Lord, but sometimes it's really not the Lord. It's Satan. And sometimes you'll talk like he's thought. Sometimes Satan will pretend to be like Jesus. He'll talk and he'll even use scriptures just so that you fall for it. So that, because sometimes, because remember that even Jesus Christ, even Jesus Christ got tempted. I mean, I mean, Satan tried to come to tempt him, but Jesus didn't fall. He tried to came to. He tried to come to tempt him with, you know, with with food and also with falling. And you know, Satan quoted a scripture that Jesus should fall and that the Lord would let his angels, you know, cap um, um, take charge over him. So I want you to know that even Satan even knows, you know, the scripture. And when he came to Jesus, he came at him with scripture because he knew that Jesus was, you know, was the word of God. He knew that Jesus was the word of God. So he was trying to come at him with his own word. But Jesus, he's, you know, he's the highest wisdom. He knows all things and he was able to overcome Satan. But but we're not we're not perfect. We're not complete yet. Right now we're still trying to be perfect. So you have to learn to trust in God and really keep the gift of discernment on. Because with the gift of discernment, when Satan tries to come in like an angel of light, that gift will point out to you that it's Satan or help you discern. Or will help you know. So brothers and sisters, you have to be careful even with spiritual gifts. You have to always discern and be careful. But discernment will be a great help. For those this is for those of you that have you know, that have experienced what I'm talking about, those of you that have gone deeper into this the spirit realm or into into seeking the Lord. Some of you would have had experiences where you heard voices that sounded like the Lord, but they told you things that you were not so sure of. Um so this is to help you. The gift of discernment will help you. And always you should always test everything with the word of God. The word of God is, you know, it's, it's the truth, it's the light, and it will help you, it will clearly show you what is pleasing to God and what is not. So whatever you hear or whatever you get, one way to also discern is to use the Word of God. Some people could discern using the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given to them, but for those of you that don't have the gifts yet, for discerning, use the Bible, use the Word of God. The Word of God will always let you know what it is. That's why you need to, you know, study the Word of God and understand it in your heart. Because let's say, if you're in a situation and you don't know what to do, and let's say you haven't really read much of the Bible, you you won't really know what the Bible says because you haven't read it yet. Also, the answer it will be in the Bible. You won't have any idea that it's even there. You won't even know where it is because there's so many books and so many pages in the Bible. You won't even know where to look to even find the answer to your problems. That's why when you have time, you, you spend time learning the Bible from cover to cover, Old Testament, New Testament, every part of the Bible, study it all. And, you know, you get acquainted with the Word of God because you're supposed to be students of our Father's Word. We're supposed to be about our Father's business. You know, our Father created us, and, you know, He delights in it when we, He, he gets delighted, He gets very happy when, you know, we enjoy spending time with Him, when we do what He wants, when we spend time trying to please Him. It's very important to Him that we do this. So, brothers and sisters, Spend time seeking the Lord diligently. And, you know, spend time repenting and spend time seeking Him and, you know, in your quiet place. And He's going to show you what He wants you to be or what He wants you to receive. And, you know, He'll take you to higher levels in Him. He'll let you understand great mysteries that, that, that you don't know. He will. When you ask, you will receive. And when you ask, learn to be persistent in your asking. Don't ask once. 
When you ask, ask forever until you receive. Ask day and night and you will receive. Because the more your petitions go up before the Lord, the more, you know, you know, the, 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 like when, when you keep praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and praying, sometimes when the Lord sees your heart, it moves him. He gets moved, you know, because he's a very compassionate God. He's a very um, passionate God, and it moves him to, you know, to act on our behalf. You know, it moves him to, to do so much so that, you know, we're, we're, we're happy because he loves to see us happy because he's a very, very, very good father. He's the best father in the whole universe or that has ever existed, and he's an amazing God, and, and we're so blessed and so thankful to have our, our God as, as our father. It's such a blessing to have Jesus Christ, our Lord God Almighty, you know who's one with the Holy Spirit? They're all one. They're all three, and they're all one. And you know He's our Father, and and He's our friend, and and you know He's be going to become our bridegroom. It's just such an amazing privilege to you know to be able to to be servants of the Lord. People don't always understand this, but brothers and sisters, if you can grasp this, it's, you should always be thankful to be thankful to know Jesus Christ. Without Jesus Christ, where would we be? You know, he's called us to be to be his children, to be his to be his bride, and it's such a great it is such a great it is such a great blessing. Some of you might not understand it because some of you might not have the revelation to what it means to be a bride. Well some of you just look at it as bride of Jesus, like you know, just like that. But if you understand what it means, if you understood what it means to become you know, the bride of Jesus, the privilege that Jesus has given us it's it's amazing. It's like when the Lord showed me this, like He let me understand for a brief moment. He took me. He showed me heaven in the spirit, and we were sitting at the at the wedding supper table. And I'm telling you, everywhere was just full of bright light. It was like we're we're sitting inside of the sun, and it was just full of this golden light. It was so bright, and we're on the table, and I was with Jesus, and Jesus was at the end, at the very end of the table, and at that time He let me sit like like very close to him so I could and we were communicating and he was letting me understand something he wasn't really speaking but he was communicating with me through the Holy Spirit and he didn't say a word but I understood totally what I, I, I clearly understood like fully what he was telling me I, I, I clearly understood maybe not to the highest level but to a certain level the Lord allowed me to understand what it meant to become a bride of Jesus and I could I knew that we were one with Jesus and we were sharing his authority. We were one with him. And it was just, for me, when I, I was a little, like, when I woke up, I was so surprised because I didn't know that, you know, there's such, there's a very deep level of unity that we, we have with Jesus that we, a lot of people don't know this and we should be so thankful for it. It is such a great blessing you know, to be able to receive what, you know, the Lord has for us. The Lord is so good, and I want you all to be thankful for this opportunity you have and not to waste it and to focus on getting deep and deeper, deeper relationship with Him, to focus on, you know, getting closer to Him. You know, let Him refine you. Let Him wash all darkness, all sin, all evil that is in you. Let Him cleanse it all out of you. Let Him draw you closer and closer to Him. Because, brothers and sisters, you are so special. You mean so much to the Lord. I'm going to continue to read the book of Genesis. And this is just to explain to you, brothers and sisters, how important we are to the Lord. 
I'm going to continue from um, Genesis chapter 1, verse um, 6. It says, Then God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. So the evening and the morning were the second day. And even here, even when God was creating even the skies and even, you know, the sea, he was still, he still spoke and it just came into being. He spoke and it came into being. And here it says, Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass and herb that yield seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. So if we see continuing that even when God is creating, you know, all the earth, he spoke it all and it came into being. Verse 12, And the earth brought forth grass and herb, that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the third day. Then God said, Let there be light in the firmament of the heavens, to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons, and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. Then God made the two great lights, the greater light rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. 17. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Yes, brothers and sisters, even if we, even when we read till this point, we see as the Lord is creating everything. When He created, He, he you know, He just spoke it into being, and you know, it all, it all manifested. You know, He spoke it, and then you know, it appeared just as He spoke. Even till this point, we're going to continue um, from 18. And to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. 19. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Then God said, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures, and let the birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing, that moves. So we see how the Bible is teaching us how the Lord made everything. His power and His greatness is just indescribable. He just speaks and the whole earth. I don't know if, if, if we completely have the concept of how big the earth is, but I mean, if you look on the internet, you can find out, you can get an idea of how, great, how big the earth is. The earth is really, really big. But the Lord just made it all. And, and even talking about the sun, the sun is much, much more bigger than you know, it's much more bigger than the Earth and all those other, um, you know, planets we see in the stars 
and all those other galaxies. The Lord made it all just with his words. That's how great and mighty our God is. That's why he deserves to be worshipped and praised and glorified. And, you know, it's very sad that so many people don't have faith in him. That's why, you know, we have to be out there helping people to know God because God wants people to know him. But, you know, it's like the people have to open up their hearts to him. And he also wants us to be helpers. He wants us to go out to be fishermen. You know, that's what he called, you know, Peter. And, you know, that's what he's called us to do too. He wants us to share his word so that people get saved and people begin to know how real he is and his greatness and his power and his magnificence because our God is so great. Words can't describe how great our glorious Father in heaven is. And he deserves to be praised because he's the only God. He's the only true God. Everything is under him and nothing was made without him. He made all things. And he sits on that great throne. And one day he's going to judge all of us for all that we have done. So please be careful of all that you do. Every word that comes out of your mouth, be careful. Everything you say to someone, be careful. Everything you do, the way you treat every single person, be careful. Because you'll be judged, you know, based on all that you have done. And just know that, you know, when you, as you live your life, whatever you do for someone or you do to someone, you know, just know that it's like you're doing it to Jesus. So as you live your life, be very, very thankful and treat every single person like you're treating Jesus. You know, show every single person the love of 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 Jesus Christ. You know, let them see the wonderful things that God is doing through you so that they will praise God and then they will even want to become Christians. Because if they don't, then they, you know, you know, you know, the great judgment that is coming, it will, you know, they will be left behind in that darkness and in that judgment, and they will fall. I had a brother in Christ tell me about, you know, about a dream he had, and the brother in Christ was was telling me how he saw that there was a great darkness coming after, you know, after our lives on earth, let's say after a certain time was up and I believe that after the rapture there's going to be a very, very, very great before the rapture we'll see signs. You know, we'll see the birth pains. We'll see signs. But after the rapture we'll see the really, really big ones. We'll see the great tribulation. The horror of the tribulation is so horrible and it's 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 so bad. And I don't want any of you to be in there. I don't want the Lord doesn't want any of you to be in there. That's why the Lord you know, it's it's in the book of Revelation and you know, the Lord wants his people to know about it, but he doesn't want them to know about it so that you know, you know, they, they, they live in fear, no. Well he wants them to also know about it so that they also have the fear of God in them. But it's mainly so that they get saved. The Lord wants to save. He's a God that is eager to save. And right now the Lord is about to do amazing things to save people. We do know that his coming is so close, it's getting closer and closer. So please, when you do everything, you know, give it your best because, you know, these are the last days you have to show God in heaven how much you love him. After this, you're going to be, you know, judged and rewarded based on all that you have done. And, you know, it's going to be different because we'll be in heaven. And the standards of, of, of heaven are, um, you know, when we're living in heaven, you know, things are a little bit different from... from Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.